Ladies and gentlemen, Orish superstar, Connor McGregor, and his new trainer, action superhero, Steven Seagar. I had an absolutely perfect training camp. My little trainer, Steven, has helped me so much in this build. He's the best. Connor, thank you so much for your kind words. I have provided Connor with all the knowledge that I personally learned from Bruce Lee, as well as King Kong, Superman, and Godzilla. Thank you so much, Steven Sensei. Connor Sand, you're very welcome, Grasshopper. Wax on, wax off. Please, everybody, I'd like you to understand. People always take the piss out of him. They say he's a stupid fat prick. And that's his hair, is in the shape of a triangle. And it looks super fake. But he's a dangerous man, a supreme fighter. Look at his body. It's a perfect weapon. I'm in very good shape. I can run 100 meters in less than 6 seconds. And all the earthquakes nearby are just a coincidence. I'm a fighter. I've been fighting addiction to cake and fried chicken all my life. Is a proper warrior, Steve. I've taught Connor a very special kit for fight night. The great Cincy Steven Sagar has perfected his signature crane kick to an absolutely perfect standard. Choose for me to smash Dustin this Saturday night. With Steven by my side, Dustin doesn't stand a chance. Can you explain the kick for everyone, Steven? Yes. When I was fighting in ancient Japan in the 1600s, the Japanese ninjas taught me face to face how I could use the leg as a weapon. You tell them how I'm going to use my leg as a weapon, Steven. Connor, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm very sorry, Sensei. Please continue. Sorry for my interruption. Right, so you stick out your leg and keep kicking. Just keep kicking until the leg weakens and then cracks. Then when you're just ready, kick again and break the leg in half. Dustin, are you listening? I'm going to break my leg in half, and then the real trouble will start for you. You bloody tail and Steven. When your leg falls off, pick it up, grab it with your hands and beat your opponent to death with it. What's happened? Lots happened since we've been in this this room last. I mean, I we lie a lot. We lie a lot. Uh, last week we didn't we record a podcast. Down. We just had no. one baked, and we yeah. pretended like it was going yeah. out from last week. You idiots bought it. That's the magic of oh. uh, podcasting, right there. Fixed it. In People post. don't know when we're actually recording this stuff. No. And more importantly, they don't give a shit. No, absolutely not. I think. I don't think so. Either. I don't think. Oh, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> you imagine give that much thought, like, oh man, I wonder when they're recording. Hope they're doing it right now. Was it really Fourth uh, of July last week when they said it was Fourth of July? No, it wasn't. It was like a week before Fourth of July. You fucking clowns. I wonder if they just tape Monday Night Raw and watch it later. Then <laughs> tape you really it. Think people are wondering. Not about DVR Monday it. Here I mean, Paul Orndorff died. Here, take a sip of that. Take oh yeah, absolutely. Right there, mm. Mm. Yeah. A uh, little mm. shot of you drinking while recording. We'll put that up on the Instagram. Ah, that's <laughs> nice. nice. That's nice. A little, a little proof of life after yep. uh, we've done the mind fuck on everybody right there. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we really do have a studio. We really do have microphones. Mm-hmm. This shit's legit. How the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. That's what the kids say. So you've been to Florida again since the last time we talked. Yeah. You're becoming a real Florida man, I feel like. Yeah. That's what's been happening. Yeah. What kind of sleazy stuff happened down there this time? <sighs> Well, you know, we were uh, fighting off Hurricane Elsa. 
Oh yeah, that's right. There was uh, storms a brewing when you were down there. Yeah, um, took a very scenic drive from like, uh, oh, I think it's uh, Spring Hill, somewhere near Tampa, Clearwater, all the way to Orlando. So I got to see some mm-hmm. of Middle Florida. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Flown into Orlando as a child, mm-hmm. just you mm-hmm. know, to, to hit up all the Orlando hotspots. Don't know that. I've, oh yeah, because I drove to Orlando once. Okay, so I went all the way down the middle of Florida when yeah. I was a kid. I guess I remember there being a place where you could have topless women serve eggs to you off the highway. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in Atlanta though. That and a lot of people trying to sell pecans every, everywhere oh, you go. You got to. Maybe that's Georgia too. Maybe I'm thinking more of Georgia because they also like once you hit that nuts down once, there. once you hit that uh. Florida state line and yeah. it's just like they're advertising juice everywhere you're like oh thank god I got out of Georgia yeah Georgia that's a long haul Matt Georgia's ooh. that's a tough state to yeah. drive through right there yeah uh, I mean aside from all the topless diners you can well right makes yeah. the trip worth it I just don't understand how one state has so many people of color and so much racism <laughs> but Way to go, Georgia. You're doing it. Yeah, they they got a lot of things going on there, yeah. I'm sure. And they're boiling nuts and selling them boiling on stands. Peanuts. And there's also a lot of racism still. So you take the good with the bad, you know? It's uh, Give you a little, take a little. That's yeah. life. That's life, baby. Florida was nice, though. We took the pilgrimage to Planet Hollywood in honor of uh, the uh, anniversary of Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Yeah, I saw that. You right. saw the statue of the Terminator? Yeah, was, you have to. Was that some uh, real movie-worn uh, clothing that was on that thing going on? Oh, you know, I didn't even some leathers? search out a plaque, but I, I would assume. You always got to search out a plaque yeah. when you're at a Planet Hollywood. It looked more so like they had left Arnie down there uh, and left him for dead. It's like going to know? a rainforest cafe and not searching out all, searching out all the critters that are hiding in the bush the line at the at the uh at the rainforest cafe was just too long i couldn't you get know that there. rainforest cafe in uh in, uh, in chicago yeah there is just sitting empty right with the four lease sign on it if we put How together much could some it be scratch we could turn that into a jungle themed strip club oh like, yeah really quickly yeah really quickly all we oh, need man. is some investors it just seems like such a sin for a whole rainforest cafe to be sitting empty right now right you could be making fucking some, pandemic some coin man uh, they had a Coca-Cola store down there, which was, oh, which wow. was nice. I thought, I thought Hotlanta was, uh, the big Coca-Cola hotbed. That should stretch well, yeah, to Florida but, as well. Well, Disney, you know. Coca-Cola's got their Ep- fingers in all those Southern pies. At Epcot, they got that. Pecan pies. You can drink all the Cokes from around the world. Pies. Yeah. Oh, the, I want to yeah. do that. I want to try all the Coke from around the world. So instead they're like, Hey, what if we just give you a shop at our Disney Springs area and we just charge people to drink all the Coke. Okay. Now Disney Springs, that's just sort yeah. of like a shopping mall attached uh, to Disney world. Yeah. It's outside kind of like boardwalk. How's the prices thing. there? If you go to the gap, are they like charging like a, a Disney fee on top of that? Um, I don't really know. Flip-flops like an extra $10 we went if you at the Disney Gap. We went into the Uniqlo, and it didn't seem any more expensive than the one in Chicago. Okay, good, good to know. But the Coke place, man, they I had... I don't have enough money to get into that theme park. I just had, might want to go down there and shop, yeah. though. That sounds sounds like a good time. They had Coke booze drinks, which was delightful. Okay, yeah. Just what kind of What kind of booze was in there? Just some like... Uh, All sorts, man. Corn liquor? <laughs> Little lady got a, uh, Coke. Like a white Russian with Coke. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I got, uh, what did they call it? Uh, I don't know. Now, are something. these bottled things, or is this some sort oh, of no, bartender? No, they got a bar. Like, mixing yeah, things up with they you. got okay, a bar okay. up top. I thought we were popping the tops of bottles that had, like, alcohol no. in them already. No. That's even better. I got this I nice... I want a bartender mixing me up Coke drinks. Yeah, I had this nice drink with uh, Coke, ginger ale, sweet vermouth, 
gin mm. and uh, mm-hmm. orange carousel, I want to say, was in it, okay, too. that sounds right to me. Oh, it's yeah, delightful. Sure. Did you drop some like knowledge on the bartender? Like, I would like a Cuba Libre. Now, if you don't know what that is... Well, funny you should mention, okay. because they had the... <laughs> okay. they had the Coca Libre, Coca on, their Libre. Menu, on their menu, yeah. That definitely sounds like a just a password you say, and then the, and then the they bartender you takes you in the back room and gives you cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely sounds like what that would be. We got to start using that as as a terminology at the old dive bar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the owner of the dive bar told yeah. me the other day he was uh, listening to one of our podcasts, and we started talking about the dive bar. He he took none kindly to it being referred to as a dive there. <laughs> you know, well, it was. Going, going out to the public. It, I just kind of looked at him, and I was like, really? Yeah. Really? Like, you're you're going to try to you're gonna try to take offense at that? We had it as a dive bar, yeah. and then they started ushering in young kids and now it's cool i don't know now i feel out of sorts I think as long as there's always uh at least one toilet in the men's room out of order it's still uh yeah. still qualifying as a classic dive well we all need creature comforts my man that's true you yeah know? just a, just a place to squat that's, that's why all i'm looking for that's why you dumb assholes are here because it's your weekly place to squat and listen to us squat on you, yeah, I bet, I bet a lot of shitting goes on while people are listening to this podcast. Yeah, you got plenty of time. We talk too much, mm-hmm. so, you know. Like sweeping up your house, like 10% of people, driving maybe like 30%, and the yeah. rest just 60% shitting, I yeah. think, probably is, is our listenership. There's 5% of people working menial tasks like a Rock or a Casey. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm picturing yeah. like a lot of like middle-aged men who take those like half an hour shits though. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Those like dad shits. Just, yeah, like, I do that. They're not in and out. It's just yeah. like that guy's in there for a while. Yeah. You hear him lighting matches. Right. You hear like magazine pages flipping. Yeah. What's he doing in there? I always wonder whenever that's, somebody's taking a dad shit. That's the old, oh, this is the only place I have to myself anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's because I'm still living that bachelor lifestyle, but I just rocket those things right out, man. Oh, man, I, I rocket wish, those things right out. I wish I could get back to sometimes living. Sometimes I can barely get in the house from the garage, and that thing's already turtle head now. Oh, sometimes you just have to hold to it in he's your hand and go. drop it in the yeah. toilet. Every once in a while, you know, yeah. what else are you going to do? Yeah, nature That's calls, why I keep man. the poop glove in my glove box, just in case, you know, we're cutting it close when we're pulling into the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, 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 it's turtling. Oh, it's baby oil and blow and action palooza extravaganza podcast of palooza shoot them up fry them up cut them up any way you want them mm-hmm. you know that's the way you need it that's hey that's the that way you need it yeah i think so i don't know anymore i don't know i don't understand anything anymore i'm one half of your host though mm-hmm. i am matt O. oh okay with me oh as always yeah. he is you can be the Goofy the cow to my Mickey the mouse. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. I thought Goofy was a dog. I just heard recently that he's a really a cow. Really a cow, that but makes he's me got sad. dog ears. They're yeah. like droopy long dog ears. He's also a man. Yeah, he is a man. So he'd be a bull. It never made sense that he was a dog, and then also there was another dog in that whole world yeah. that was also just a dog. And Yeah, he could talk, and the he other couldn't. He certainly doesn't look like a cow. I know. A pretty malnutrition cow, if that's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a dog. Either way, you're Nate Adams. No. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah. How's, how's, it, how's it going out there? Hey there. That's me. <laughs> hey, it's me. Goofy the cow. Goofy the cow. See, uh... Kevin Smith has uh, been uh, hawking his cow brand all around the country, doing those movies pop-ups. Uh, Why? 
because idiots will go pay like 20 bucks for a cheeseburger out of like a ghost kitchen that's vaguely themed like something from a Kevin Smith well, movie. People, I was going to say, will people even pay $20 for his movies anymore? I've seen pictures of like lines, people like in line. Well, I don't understand. To buy fucking cheeseburgers from Kevin Smith. When's he going to quit fucking around and make moose jaws so that we can watch the uh, Saskatchewan well, trilogy in one sitting? The pandemic is over. I think we can finally get that Canada trilogy <sighs> knocked out. I don't know. Got to fly Johnny Depp's daughter back over from Paris or probably uh, whatever. Like, there's been travel restrictions. I'm cutting him some slack here, you know. I'm, I'm a big Smith head, so. I know you are. So I'm just, yeah. George R.R. R. Martin, when's he going to finish those books everybody likes? Kevin Smith, when we get in the end of that Canada trilogy? It's, oh, it's the questions man. right at the tips of everybody's tongues here in 2021. That's what everybody's focused on. Kevin Smith. Isn't it weird that he's, he's still being. alive and like a celebrity? How is yeah. that possible? Like he lost. How is that possible? He outlived that heart attack and then like lost weight and made like good decisions. Like I just, don't know. Just shows you the power of podcasting that that man still has a following. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Is he yeah, successful he's with just that? Very successful with like getting Joe Rogan run off. Like any any sort of dudes between the age of like eighteen and twenty four or whatever who listen to podcasts are mostly. Listening to Kevin Smith, unlike like, our uh, constituency, which is more like, uh, I'd say, like 36 to 60, <laughs> if I had to guess. Like, you you and I are like... And zero women. If, if a just, woman oh, has ever heard a second to this podcast, oh, I, apologize I would shit my for pants. For every word I've said. I would said. shit my pants and die. Oh, God. They've all found out. Uh, Kevin Smith, like, Clerks is like our wheelhouse, man, like... That oh, was yeah. that was our that age was 13 group. When but, yeah. that movie came out. Like, that was, it seemed really they cool. They say the F word all the time. It's in black and white. Talking this is about the Star movie. Wars yeah. in a movie. These guys are nuts. And like I I'm at the point that where That one guy's goatee looks sweet as fuck. Yeah. I feel embarrassed to talk about clerks, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> so who's Every once in a while, you'll, like, get some sort of kid sidled up to you at a bar and wants to talk to you about, like, Kevin Smith as if, like, it's understood. Everybody loves Kevin Smith, and you're like, get good fucking talking to me about Kevin Smith shit. I mean, I watched Mallrats recently, and it was delightful, oh, but wow. that's really? all That's all because of the, the strong work of a Jason Lee. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Dude, Scientology. Hey, to, I know, but, like, that should have boosted his career. Those, no. those people got a lot of juice, right? No, it did the opposite. He must he have need, got in too late after he didn't, uh, he didn't need the juice. He needed the Jews. After that uh, bitch from that one uh, beach season of Saved by Ooh. the Bell started blowing the whistle, Jason Lee got in too late. Yeah. Suddenly it's not cool to be in the Scientology cult anymore. What the fuck's up with that? He's got a kid named Pilot, I think. Pilot? That's pretty yeah. cool. That seems like something Harrison Ford would do. Yeah. That's a real Harrison Ford move right there. I support it. Maybe he's going to be I think I'm going to new... get into Scientology. It seems cool. Oh, There's a lot of cool people, cool famous people doing it. Your man. boy Harrison Ford just died on the set of that new uh, Indiana Jones movie. Um, are they filming that? Is it finally happening? He, he crashed another yeah. plane? I don't know what he it? did, but apparently he got hurt in it. Oh, yeah. Hurt real bad? That's probably because he's like a 70-year-old man trying to uh, star in an action-adventure film. Oh, I think it's, he's much older than it's not, 70. Uh, <laughs> it's not the, the way of nature, Matt. No. It's, it's not how things are supposed to go. He shouldn't be taking steroids like Stallone. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's got those connections. Like, Stallone's got to yeah. be having, like, he's a in Expendables. fucking cargo plane full of, like, horse fucking steroids coming in, yeah. like, monthly. You could you could divvy that up among all the, the old stalwarts of the Hollywood scene. Schwarzenegger's finally looking like he's 
trying to yeah, keep a he's, gut off. He's uh he's shrinking though. Yeah. He's starting to get that old man shrinking going on. Yeah. It's it's sad to see. Well, it's, it's sad to see. He's not like Vince McMahon decrepit or anything. No, but uh, you know, no, he's shrinking. Yeah, Vince McMahon's starting to look like the crypt keeper. That's oh. real depressing. Oh. That guy, that guy kept on the pounds for a lot of years. Yeah, not anymore. Not yeah. anymore. I bet you he's got those uh, Jimmy Graham ankles too. Oh, got to. Oh, the anabolic eats up your joints, man. Yeah, it does. Oof. Allegedly, we don't know that Vince McMahon ever did steroids. He yeah. was. Oh uh, yeah. Went to trial and uh, you right. know was acquitted or whatever. Yeah, I mean. Who am I nails? Man. Who am I nails to say stand what he up, was stand doing? Stand up gentleman, uh, the head of just a stand up classy industry as a whole. Top notch professional wrestling. Top notch. Nothing but good people involved, Matt. Good folks. Good folks. Speaking of good people, Matt. A good man. We're talking about a good man. Yeah. Twenty uh, fourteen's a good man film. We were just watching on Amazon Prime. Uh, seems seems very promising. We have to finish it after this podcast. No, we're talking about the second head on our eighties action movie Mount Rushmore. We promised you we're we're talking about Double S, old Stevie Seagal. Ooh, hell yeah! Gotta move on to him. He's in a movie. He is. Let's get into the rundown of this movie. Let's do it. Rundown this week is brought to us by Red Stripe Beer. Oh, the I was going to bring us a couple. And the tiny bot. I thought about bringing us a couple too, but then the day got away from me, and I never really uh, got out and about to uh, do any errands. I thought I had a couple left in my fridge. Turns uh, out I'm an alcoholic yeah, and drink. It's real those. unfortunate. It's yeah. real unfortunate that we're. Too uh too too big an idiot to even yeah. get a couple of beers for things yeah. like this. Either way, Jamaica's greatest export red stripe beer. He could sit around on a patio and drink a hundred of those things in a day and just be fine. Yeah. Just be fine. Just be buzzed by the time the sun goes down. And that's what we're looking for here in July. Mm-hmm. It's it's patio mm-hmm. Actually, that's not mm-hmm. true. This has been this has been a miserable it's month. It's been a hellacious month. Keep of going rain. from like just a week straight of downpour rain yeah. to a week straight of like 95 degrees, yeah. way hot to go outside to a week straight of, I was outside on July 4th. Okay. And I think that's it. I think that's the only day I've been outside for yeah. at least a fucking month. I, uh, at least a fucking month. It's been miserable. That whole week that we had good weather here, I was no in, wonder I'm I was in the red Florida with a, with a hurricane. Yeah, so it wasn't good weather though. It any. was literally like... Yeah. I, obscene humidity and like over 90 like it was disgusting trying to do anything oh while we're telling you stuff to buy also go out and support action icon nick cage's new movie pig oh i saw uh his his, his truffle he's got some problems with his truffle pig that's the one it it looks like it's uh gonna be a new pick to click i need to get back on the trolley of these uh straight to stream and action movies that's what i was digging into later seagal work today as you came in the door here some hidden gems the rundown is of 1990s Marked for Death. Ooh. This is a film with a runtime of 93 minutes. Beautiful to hear. We love it. A film with a meager budget of $12 million. That's all you need. They grossed a cool $58 million. Huge hit. Big fucking hit for Steven Seagal, who's still on the rise here. Oh, yeah. He hasn't quite peaked, but uh, no. this is like third movie, I think, maybe. <sighs> And then he goes into Under Siege after this, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's got to be his peak. Oh, absolutely. Under Siege, definitely peak. Yeah. Director of this film is a man named Dwight H. Little, whose mm. Murder at 1600 we uh, watched during oh. our President's Kicking Ass uh, month. He did a little movie called Rapid Fire mm-hmm. with um, Brandon Lee that I know you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did a little movie called Broken Arrow with oh. our guy Christian Slater, which yeah. everybody's a fan of. 
Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Yeah. Maybe maybe the most underrated of that franchise, I think, that movie. Absolutely. And Free Willy 2, which mm. I, don't, I don't even remember if no. I ever saw that. How'd they I make did. a second Free Willy? Did Free Willy get captured again? It came back like an idiot. Oh, Willie, what are you doing, man? We went through all that work to oh, free you in the first one. You jumped that wall just to get caught again. He also made the Seagal hit Glimmer Man. Oh, the Glimmer Man. Yeah. Um, I saw that they, once. They put their magic back together. When it uh, came out on the DVD, yeah. but I don't really remember that one well. I think that was a drinking in college while watching it thing. Is that uh, one of my boy DMX's films? I believe it is, yeah. I think yeah. it's uh, one of the several co- collaborations between DMX and Steven Seagal at this point. I think those guys kind of have a bromance going. How much of a badass are you if you break onto a tarmac at an mm-hmm. airport mm-hmm. and the cops swarm you yeah. and you that go, pretty cool. bro, it's cool i'm fbi and they're all like bro you're fucking dmx <laughs> that's fucking awesome like it's pretty ballsy dmx did that oh yeah yeah see yeah it's that one chicago rapper who was fucking surrounded and he just ate all his drugs and then died yeah like that's a, a difference pussy. that's a difference between the new gen and the old yeah. gen fucking see don't eat all your drugs just tell them you're fucking fbi see if if bumble rap never would have won out and we just had aggressive growl rap you know mm-hmm. yeah Ugh. It's what should have been. Going back to it. Speaking of aggressive growling, let's get into the stars of this movie. First off is uh, one of the best growlers out there. Mm. The, the reason for the season, the man of the hour, Steven Seagal, is playing John Hatcher. Yeah. A cop. He's just a cop. He's, he's a cop of just some sort. I don't know. I don't Maybe. think we ever get his credentials. They don't. He works with some sort of government sure. institution. Everyone knows him. Yeah. Like, everywhere. Feds, um, this is a everyone. guy, you know, he played the character Cross in the movie Maximum Conviction. Oh, hell yeah. You remember as, as playing Decker in the movie End of a Gun? Ooh. You remember him playing Jake Alexander in General Commander? Oh, one of the best. Most importantly, uh, you know him from, I'm sure you're following all the news of him being in pre-production to reprise the role of Nico Toscani in Above the Law 2. Oh. Currently putting it together. Above her, the law. It's going to be pretty depressing to see what happened to Nico Toscani. Yeah. He used to be so well-liked in the neighborhood. It's going to be a real serious drama. It's going to be scenes like in Godfather where he's just like walking down the uh, the street, just like picking things off everybody's uh, yeah. <laughs> fruit stands. And they're like, really just wish you'd pay for down that, on man. everybody's wares. It's... I'll take a churro here. Oh, this guy's selling palettas. You that been... looks good. Bro, you've been doing this for 30 years. It's, it's getting to be a bit much. Guy named Basil Wallace is in this film playing the Jama- Jamaican drug lord Screwface. Yeah. This guy was a respected uh, stage actor. Two heads, four eyes. Marked for death, his yeah. first his first role, uh, acting for the cameras. After that, he went from being a respected stage actor to being a really, really low-rent TV actor. Which is cool. Just doing guest appearances on basically every USA Network series that's ever been made. That's better. what he's been doing. Better work than we're doing. Years. You know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Looking depressing over here. Keith, don't call me David. Keith David is yeah. in this film playing the character Max. Uh, Seagal's maybe childhood friend. I don't know. Oh, Nam. Maybe has some sort of military training. Nam, buddy. I wonder, did, did they mention buddy. Nam? No, they show a picture. Okay. I've seen enough yeah. Nam pictures I, I, in my day. I was, I just assumed Nam, because that's usually the thing, but I was like, are they going to tell me how these guys know each other? Anyway, he's now a high school football coach. Yeah. Uh, 
You know him as being Childs in the movie The Thing, mm. greatest horror movies of all time. You know him for fighting Roddy Piper for a record amount of time in yeah. Live. Uh, he was Ernie Bass in the movie Roadhouse. Roadhouse. He was Lewis in a movie I know you love, Man at Work. Ooh. Probably your top five out of man. Butt shot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Butt shot. Uh, most importantly, though, everybody out there remembers him very fondly for being Keith the Handyman on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's mm. a great way to start off an acting career right there. He's also the guy that's like, is it the Frank or the Beans? Oh, yeah, that's People right. Love that. There's something about There's something about Mary. Yeah. Movie, is that movie funny? I don't know. I remember I it think being so. very funny when it yeah. came out. Haven't seen it since. I can't imagine that movie's still funny. Lot That's gotta be of, a bad movie. A lot of Actually, jokes at the expense of the handicap. Yeah, and Matt Dillon, I'm remembering, is being pretty great in it now that yeah. I'm looking back. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that movie's great. I watch it on TBS a the lot. Fairly Brothers. Like whenever it's on. Oh, nobody likes a bragger. Oh, you know on, what man. happened to the Fairly Brothers? What? Stuck on you. Sure. Great film from what I remember. And then they they kind of rebounded with that. Uh, uh, Three Shallow Stooges. Hal? They Three did Shallow Stooges Hal, movie. right? Yeah, they did. I remember that one being a big success, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, it was something. They did that Three Stooges movie. Yeah, I've heard people say that's good. I have too. I and then they came to watch that one. And then they did a, a follow up to Dumb and Dumber. Guy named Kevin Dunn is in this film. KD Lieutenant Roselli, an he's FBI a, guy. He's in a ton of stuff. We bro. saw him as the cowardly high school principal who wouldn't support uh, old what's his fuck in the movie Warrior, that Pussy. MMA movie we watched. I remember him very fondly as being Lieutenant Commander Block in Hot Shots. Mm. That Hot Shots, Matt. That movie holds up. Like, oh, hell yeah. Right? That thing's fucking hilarious. Every aerial photo and recam report indicate a defensive arsenal in the D and perhaps negative C categories. There's also a nest of anti-aircraft and Nagajina squadrons. They can send up an ACAC umbrella high enough to make any attack ineffective. Might not have a clue what you're talking about, Phil. Not a fucking clue. Uh, kind of big a part of all of our childhoods, of course, playing the character Arthur Goslin in Little Big League. Hmm. One of the many, many movies that came out during that rash of children playing baseball movies that uh, yeah. hit in the, the mid-90s. That yeah. was that was a big genre for a while there. Hey, a sniper tried to ruin the, all hit the, too. the all-star game. Really? Yeah. Where's that going on at? Denver. Denver? Okay. Ooh, yeah. plenty of high ground, too, oh. to fucking shoot people oh, in yeah. Denver, I would imagine. They found all his guns. Okay, yeah. yeah. Found a guy with a bunch of guns in uh, Chicago again. Oh, yeah? One of those hotel rooms overlooking, huh. you know, the park. That's good. Yeah. Found him before he shot a bunch of people, I guess. I don't know. Huh. It's going around. It's shooting season. It's, pandemic's yeah. over. Everybody's out again. Plenty of targets. Yeah. What do you expect? What do you think's your favorite of those mid-90s children playing baseball movies? <laughs> Gotta be The Sandlot or uh, fucking Henry Rookie Reason of the Year, Snyder, right? Yeah, yeah, Rookie of the Year, probably. I think they all kind of probably rule. Uh, Angels of in the Outfield, maybe not good. Uh, maybe that one was lame. I, also, I don't really remember that one well. I also lump... Uh, uh, a league of their own into that because like it's women playing baseball and they're, yeah, they're, they're no essentially they've children. got no advantage over children so yeah. women are essentially children yeah I've, I've said it for yeah. years thank you one female listener we appreciate tom you. wright is in this movie playing charles a jamaican cop working with the fbi to take down Screwface. we know who he is we saw him as cooper in murder at 1600 well yeah but we know who he is who is he he's fucking morgan Who's Morgan? He works with don't know him fucking George Costanza in the Yankees oh, organization. Oh, okay. Wow, Mr. Great. Morgan. Jerry, I, uh, I need to borrow your camera. Why? Well, I want to put a picture of me and my boss, Mr. Morgan, up in the office. What for? Well, he's reorganizing the whole staff, and 
I'm on thin ice with this guy as it is. Isn't putting his picture on your desk a little transparent? It better be. Also, weirdly enough, uh, he played a character also into voodoo named Charles in Weekend at Bernie's 2. So that points to maybe a shared cinematic universe between Marked for Death and Weekend at Bernie's 2. I could Could see it. Could he be playing the same Charles in both films? I could see it. It's possible. Uh, Danielle Harris is in this film playing Tracy, Seagal's niece who gets brutally murdered and then never mentioned again. Never, ever. (laughs) Well... Well, we, we don't know that she's murdered. She we just lived. know that she's in serious she condition. condition. Yeah. Do we ever hear that she's survived? I don't think yeah, she's ever no. mentioned again. Yeah, hey, they leave that plot thread yeah. dangling. She got left for death. We saw her as Darian Hollenbeck in The Last Boy Scout. Mm. I remember her fondly as the sassy Melissa in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Mm. Dishes are done. Most famously, she was Jamie Lloyd in the aforementioned Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, which ended very well with Mm -hmm. uh, a cliffhanger that then was completely pissed all over in Halloween 5. Mm -hmm. One of the most disappointing entries in that franchise, I would say. And she shows her yabos in those Rob Zombie ones, I think. Booyakasha. You know? Coming up the rear here, one more guy I got to mention, because, you know, it's it's a big, big damn celebration for him this week. Danny yeah. Trejo, oh, in yeah. this movie briefly, is Hector, a dude who gets chased down and beaten up by Steven Seagal mm-hmm. in the opening scene. We saw him as a prisoner in Maniac Cop 2. Yep. We saw him as Maniac Charlie in From Dusk Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. We saw him as Danny23 in Con Air. Mm-hmm. This is his fucking Grand Slam fucking celebration right here. He's he's hit the big time for Baby Owen Blow, Grand Slam champion. That's a... Trejo from Heat. It's a is, hell of an honor. He's a big goddamn legend. That's a hell of he's an honor. He's got cool ass tattoos. He does. Tagline of this film, Matt. Yeah. One of the best ones we've gotten in a while. He's a good cop. In a bad mood. Ooh. Yeah. Hell yeah. I don't even need to know anything else. Who's no. in it? Doesn't matter. When was it made? Doesn't fucking matter. Nah. Sign me up. Just fucking show Sign it already. We'll give you a little bit of the plot anyways so you know what we're working with here. Uh, yeah. Plot synopsis. And it'll help us realize what we just watched. Just retired from the Drug Enforcement Agency. So DEA, oh, okay. There I guess. you go. John Hatcher returns to his hometown and quickly discovers that drugs have infiltrated his old neighborhood. Ooh. Determined to take the dealers out, Hatcher crosses paths with a ferocious Jamaican drug lord who vows that Hatcher and his family are now marked for death. Ooh, you boomboclot. When the girls start to strut, you could look at them, but you shouldn't do that. The girl dresses just a pity, not just there to cover her kitty. When me and fling it up, you better know to back it up. When me and dash it up, make sure you black it up. If you ever flap it up, then me and go lock it up. Park it up like Benji who drop. So, me want the body if you make me feel nice. Why? Tell me where you really want all night. Me want the panani see for me. So hot, now you know let have a shot of rum, then me can make you come. 
Bring me to the ocean, that would be fat. You can be my bowcat, nice ital breeze. Bring it to your knees. Bullet points is the next segment of our podcast. This is where we dig through our notes. We talk about all the things that jumped out at us as we were watching the film. Matt, I'm seeing you got some notes written down there. What's your first bullet point? He was running. Oh, God. (laughs) We got to get into this right away again. Right away. That's how they start the movie. Starting to feel like a bully. Every time we watch one of these Seagal movies, there's always always a 10-minute chunk here where we we have to address the running situation. He just, he runs, like, he lifts his knees. But he spins. He's all elbows. He spins Matt. his arms in circles at his he's side. He's just all elbows, like Elaine Bennis dancing when he's when he's running here. I don't understand. They open like, the movie with him chasing uh, Danny Trejo. It's we we know that he's insecure about it. Uh, <laughs> is he? Third movie. This is, this is before he figured out that he's just going to write into his contract that he does all his scenes from sitting in a chair. Yeah, we're getting some running here. Uh, ooh, bad Seagal running. I like that we didn't fuck around with any like. Opening credits. It was just like, bam, title right. card, marked for death. And then him, like, doing that old lady jog. Yeah. But, you know, he's chasing Danny Trejo, which is fun to see. You can tell that it's Mexico because mm-hmm. the streets are, like, dusty and there's the sound effects of stray dogs barking in the background. Mm-hmm. That's how filmmakers always let you know that you're in Mexico. Yeah. Or you're in that part of uh, Southern California that butts up to Mexico. It might as well be Mexico yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Never, never, I never go down that far south. Yeah. We also get one of the greatest the best burritos in the, the Bay Area. They put French fries in their burritos. Oh, Matt. get out of town. What's better than that? You don't got to go south, south of there. I don't need that. Uh, you also get one of the greatest title cards ever written mm-hmm. that just says Basil Wallace as Screwface. <laughs> he got the as credit. This is his yeah. big fucking debut. Now, Screwface. Yeah. You hear that? Does that scream Jamaican crime lord to you, or does that scream one of the goons from Dick Tracy? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that, or like... I was like, which Dick Tracy character is that? He's crossing over to the Seagal movie? That sounds great. Or like one of those weirdo, like, Jigsaw Punisher bad guys. Oh, yeah, I could see the Punisher yeah. uh, blowing a huge hole through Jigface's Jigface, whatever it is. <laughs> Old Jigface. Played by McNutty in one of them Punisher movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jigsaw, that was... That that's, was yeah, that's right. That's the guy. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, this might be cool. Like, fucking McNutty's a great actor. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, McNutty, you weren't able to parlay that wire uh, in, into anything in the film world, were is that, you? Is it that Warzone? Is it the second one? I believe that is Punisher Warzone. It's the better Correct. of Correct. It's the better of the Punisher It films. is indeed. I remember kind of enjoying that one. Yeah, some of the action kind of kicks McNutty's really it. bad at it, well, though. You know. Just like, really over the top yeah. of bed. So he finds Danny Trejo. He kicks the living shit out of him. Yep. He gags him. Then he throws him in the trunk of a car. Yeah. I, I also noticed that uh, Seagal does a lot of ancillary slapping on the back of people's necks and heads. Uh, especially his partner Chico yeah. here. Yeah. It was really condescending the way he's smacking the back of his head, yeah. smacking his face like, hey, get out of here. Come out of here. What? Over here with it. I have a feeling it wasn't really written in. And this no, might be one of those. wasn't. This might be one of those things where people talk uh <laughs> non-favorably i think chico the character wasn't on board with it and i think the actor who played chico also not yeah. on board with all the sl- the playful slapping that's happening here now remember he got some potatoes remember chico uh he you know he's manhandling his co-workers here mm-hmm. this is also the set where he was allegedly choked out oh yeah by, a by, by uh well fucking uh, judo gene labelle yeah, fucking yeah. legend yeah that's 
that's been verified by enough yeah. sources now that yeah. I think definitely he was choked out. But I think the part where he shit his pants that's is the uh, part that's, that's not true. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to say truth in the middle on that one. Yeah. Definitely choked out by yeah. Gene LaBelle. Uh, probably didn't shit his pants, though. No. Unless he came into the room already with his pants pre-shit. That's like a power uh, move. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just to let everybody know. He shit those pants days ago. Ugh, just, just like locking eyes with people, just not caring about that smell. You s- Say something, you, I you dare s- you. You smell something, huh? You, you smell know what something? that is? <laughs> That's my natural shit. <laughs> I can't even. It's, I learned this 35 years ago in Indian Reservation. You shit your pants and you walk around with it for 12 days. The wolves. Gives you the power of an eagle. Won't come near you. <laughs> Chico's like, hey, man, uh, like hundreds of people just saw us chasing down this criminal uh, through this small town. We're, we're doing an undercover op in here now. Yeah. Our cover's blown. We should probably just go back to America. Yeah. I don't think so, Chico. Let me slap you a few times. We're still going to go do this drug deal. I'm probably going to get you killed here in like three minutes or whatever. But right. trust me, man. I got this cool ponytail. Let's go do it. Yeah, I can't take you to America, but I can pl- take you to a place that's just as good as America. A Mexican strip club. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah, so about. Seagal rolls up into this Mexican strip club. Slaps more dudes. Yeah, there's an old man just killing cockroaches up at the stage. Yeah. We, we don't get very much titty here, which seems weird. You get a little, like, you get a little, little, little flash of it, a little, little side boob. You get some, some, some butt and a thong. Oh, yeah. You know Seagal's got to be personally auditioning these ladies, so oh, yeah. I don't know why the camera's not lingering on them more. Thankfully, oh. this isn't the only random titties we get in this movie. Like, they throw some more in. So. See, he might be married to Kelly LeBrock here, and he's trying to be an honest yeah, man. Yeah, slapping around Kelly LeBrock on yeah. his off days, and right. then, you know, auditioning yeah. strippers, telling Jenny McCarthy to fucking drop her robe uh, on, on, you know, when he's officially on the clock. Remember when he it's made... man of many talents. Remember when he made one of the hottest women in the world fat? <laughs> what do you think the, the, the daily nutrition was like in that house? Oh, it was like, too just I fe- on a straight to dra- trajectory towards I, fucking cow town. I feel That's like happened. if you live like living on an Elvis diet, is that what was happening? Like I feel like if you're living with Seagal, it's a lot of like I'm going to Wendy's again. Do you want anything? <laughs> like for whatever reason. 25 years ago, I was in Tibet, and a Buddhist monk taught me about the Wendy's cleanse. <laughs> 20 nuggets. The secret, every- the secret <laughs> is a spicy chicken sandwich. You never eat the Dave's double. 20 Dump nuggets. With toxins. Every day, and a large frosty. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta take the frosty down last. You don't eat the frosty along with the chicken sandwich. That's gonna put nah. toxins in your system. You can dip, you can dip the nuggets in the frosty. You, you save your fries until after you're done. With the spicy chicken, and then you dip those in the frosty. It's a trick I learned from Waylon Jennings when we were touring together and you throw, in the late sixties. Throw the empty bag at Kelly LeBrock and make her go get you Arby's. Once <laughs> she cries herself to sleep, you're gonna have an extra burger laying around. She's not gonna be able to eat everything you got her. That's the trick. Hide the Arby's sauce. She'll never know. <laughs> so these guys roll into the back of this strip club, which is also like a brothel. Uh-huh. Pretty sweet brothel. Oh, it's Mexico. We're seeing like a lot of a lot of like hookers and Johns. Oh, yeah. Just find a back room with a dirt floor, and there's a lot of drug dealers around. It's like going to Jimmy's in yeah. the Heights. He's like, "Hey, it's me, not a DA agent, just a cool guy who buys drugs. I got yeah. a suitcase full of money." Hey, no big deal. Uh huh. Seagal's really big dick in these guys too. He rolls in here just like fucking condescending to them. I was surprised yeah. he didn't start slapping these drug dealers on the back of their heads and shit. He's got a code. 
He's got a code. Yeah, that's true. Only slap coworkers and uh, women around. Mm-hmm. Never anybody who you might be able to profit off of. Unless you're questioning them. So these guys are like, hey, we know you're a cop, man. Everybody knows. You just chased Danny Trejo through this entire town and beat the shit out of him and yeah. threw him in the back of your cop car. We're going we're gonna to kill you right now with weapons. You know what happens when they say that? What happens? Everybody in the room except, except Steven Seagal gets scared. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's, this man is unflappable. Unflappable. So they all pull out weapons, and he just starts Aikidoing everybody, yeah. basically. Like, suspenders guy goes at him with a big knife, but then he just Aikidos his knife away and then chops the guy's hand off with his own knife. So cool. It's pretty fucking cool. That, you know, that's where Star Wars got that idea. Yeah, Star Wars ripped a lot of things off of Mark for Death, I yeah. noticed, as we were watching this thing. Yeah. That scene in this movie where uh, Seagal goes to that diner and they serve him one quarter portion. Yeah. Rip that shit off and oh. put it right in Star Wars. Ridiculous. Oh, man. It's fucking one ridiculous. Quart- that's not enough. Uh, we're running around. People are shooting. Chico. Yeah. Chico gets distracted, Matt. Oh, Jesus. He's... <laughs> Who could blame him? Oh, oh. Who could blame him? Hubba, hubba. What's he see but a, a topless, topless whore? Wowie zowie. He's like, oh, please, no, mister, no. And he's Lo like, siento. you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come back for you later. Got my eye on you. Yeah. Turns out she's a secret bad guy. She was using her titties as a distraction. Pulls out a gun, blows away fucking cheek. <laughs> Six or seven slugs right in his chest. Yeah. You know, I, I knew I was watching a great movie in this moment. How's that? And Seagal just starts unloading through the door and blows yeah. away this Mexican whore. Yeah. Shoots her in the back like eight a times. A lot of times. And then just like, we, we just move past it. Yeah. We just see a topless Mexican prostitute shot in the back by our hero eight times. Oh, well. And then we just move past it. Oh, well. I was like, okay, this is... We're on board for a wild ride. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Seagal and the old guy, after killing everybody, just mm-hmm. drag Chico's dead body out of this fucking whorehouse. Which is he's, nice. He's fucking him. done. Huh? We see that Danny Trejo has escaped out of the trunk. Mm. And I'm like, ooh, he'll be coming back later. That's they're they're showing us that for a reason. That's got to. He doesn't come back at all later. No. The rest of this movie has nothing to do with uh, drugs in Mexico. Well, he or didn't escape like out. The drug dealers. Busted him out of the trunk, and we're like, this guy's got Danny Trejo Mm -hmm. in his trunk. He's a fucking cop. This guy's probably got info on uh, our ponytailed, not DEA agent who we're supposed to do a deal with. Maybe we should talk to him. Also not Nico. Uh, Nico from Chicago. Right. Also John Hatcher, we learn in the next scene, from (laughs) Chicago. Uh, Maybe they're cousins. Apparently, uh, from the establishing shot of the water tower place, I guess we're led to believe that... Uh, Steven Seagal goes to confession in a church that's inside of Water Tower Place right mm-hmm. here. Is, is mm-hmm. what the filmmaking is leading me to believe. Yeah. Now, do you think this church, this confession booth, is inside of the Cheesecake Factory there or adjacent mm. to the Cheesecake Factory? How it's, close do you think he is to getting some cheesecake after he's done doing his confession here? It's in the Girardelli's. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. He, yeah. he pick, picking up some chocolates yeah. for later, confessing all of his sins. Yes. You got to. So he's like, uh, turns out being a cop isn't great. I've committed a lot of sins. Killing yeah. people, doing drugs, all that shit. Slept with informants. What do you think, Padre? Uh, maybe maybe not a good idea for me. Maybe whatever, I should find another line of work. Whatever I had to do to get the bad guys. Yeah, I love that. I love you talking about, you know, I've done drugs. I've fucking killed all these people. It was to get the bad guys, though. Yeah. Fucking the bad guys. Yeah, whatever I had to do to get the bad guys. 
I realize I've now become the thing that I hate the most in the world, Matt. A bad guy. It's a bad guy. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is the big crisis point. This guy's going to retire from being a cop because it just leads to too much dirty shit, as we've established yeah. from all these action movies we've been watching over the course of the last couple of years here. Yep. These guys are generally scumbags, is what it seems like. Not this guy. No, he's, he's a good man. A good man. Yeah. 2014. Check it out. He seems, goes. Seems like a good late Seagal movie. He goes straight to his boss, Pete. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, Pete's not having this, man. No. Pete's a uh, old boy from uh, Deadwood. Oh, he's in Deadwood? I didn't clock that. Yeah, yeah. He's one of uh, uh, Ty's hooligans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, listen, Steven Seagal, you're the best. Or Cy Tolliver, excuse me. I can't let you quit because you're the best. We need you. You've got more skills than everybody. You're the greatest man of all of us. Yeah. The United States government, quite frankly, is going to fall apart if, yeah. you, if you quit right now. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to stay. Yeah, I'm out of the life, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm moving out back to my mom's house in the suburbs. Yeah. No more banging informants for me. The rest of this movie is weirdly going to take place in the suburbs. Yeah, with me breaking a lot of crime or breaking a lot of laws. Yeah, breaking a lot of laws. <laughs> Next, next scene, we're in the suburbs. He's rolling into town in his muscle car. Oh, yeah. Instantly. It's a early 70s Mustang. Yeah. Instantly, three high school cheerleaders catch, catch sight of him and are just checking him out as he rolls oh, yeah. down this fucking suburban neighborhood street. They never seen anything that looks so good as no. fucking Steven Seagal. Yeah, there's this, no way. Uh, 40-year-old man in a Mustang with a ponytail. There's anything high school cheerleaders are into. That's fucking it right there. Old guys with ponytails and muscle cars. He rolls up to a house. Who should answer the door but old Danielle Harris from Uh, Halloween 4 fame. She's like, listen, man, you're not my uncle. I've never met my uncle. My uncle lives far away. And he's like, I'll tell you right now. Family is the most important thing to me, even though I've never met any of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep mentioning this through, through the rest of this movie. You, my family, who I have no relationship with. No. I'm a great man. I'm a family man. You're the most important thing to me. Uh, a lot of people don't realize Vin Diesel's character in Fast and Furious, loosely based I mean, he walks walks through the fucking door. They instantly take him out to a backyard fucking barbecue. People are passing beers around. There's just like strong fucking family vibes going on. He's fucking... uh, Almost as much as like going to Olive Garden. Shooting finger guns to everybody. High fives. I wrote when I was watching this, I was like, okay, he shows up at a barbecue. Fucking nobody's seen him in decades. How long is it going to be before he just takes over that grill? And he's just impressing everybody with his grilling skills. Let me step out of the way for a second. Let me tell you how you cook that meat. Yeah, no, no. You want low heat in the center, high on the outs. Slow cook. I was shocked when we get to the end of this scene and he hasn't taken over the grill. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, fucking Hatcher. I haven't had one of your specialties in so many years. Uh, get over. Oh, do you still make your, your special sauce? Oh, make like a brisket in 30 minutes because mm-hmm. you're just the, the whiz. So we meet his sister, his sister's wife. His yep. niece, his nephew, his mom. Yeah. I guess they're all just living in this house together. He slaps a couple of the kids. Slaps the kids around a little bit. Yeah. Back of the head, you know, fucking pushes one down on the ground. Yeah. Kicks some dirt on her. It's all in good fun. Deals a hot dog from another. Goes back to his old childhood bedroom, which seems to just be the way it looked when he moved out. Yeah. Just 
what's going on in this house? Oh, he's just going up there. His to sister has seemingly never moved out. His childhood bedroom is yeah. still in the exact same like. This, this, what kind of compounds going on here? How many hatchers are living in this thing? I think she's just got developmental issues. Weirdly, after we meet his mom for like ten seconds, right is it here, his mom? She, yeah, yeah. I, but they've got like a weird sexual energy too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if she was like a family friend right, or right. a mom or what. But then we never see her or hear from her again. They show her the briefly rest of this fucking movie in another scene. But you're Very at strange. yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, uh huh. Next scene, uh, my, my, my next bullet point is Jamaicans are selling pot to white dorks. Yep. We're at a high school. Yeah. We learn that Jamaicans have infiltrated the high school parking lots. And yes, they're just they selling, selling drugs to the high school kids. Yeah. Just in the afternoon in plain view of everyone at the high school. Grass and crack to the honkies. Which is fucking insane because it's just these like men in their late 20s long dreads mm-hmm. fucking beards wearing big dollar sign like yeah. a gold pendants smoking just huge fucking spliffs out in the open yeah they've got crack crack cocaine uh-huh one dorky 15 year old fucking ginger kid is just like is that crack is that crack and he's like yeah man we be selling crack you want to put your lips on this pipe what the fuck is happening here? The chick that they're with is like, these, hell yeah. These 15-year-old suburban white kids would be fucking terrified of Jamaican drug dealers selling know. fucking crack. It's the same 15-year-old white kids that wander into Gary looking for crack. Yeah, there's like one or two in every school, and they got to go to the neighborhood. <laughs> this isn't happening at the suburban white kids' school. These kids are pissing their fucking pants. That's fair. Trust me, I grew up in an all-white fucking town yeah, in the fucking suburbs. So. Those kids fucking lost their fucking shit anytime somebody with some pigment in their skin was around. That's the fair. whispering would start, the glancing would start. You don't think we're going to get beat up, do you? Oh. Damn my lousy, slightly more diverse high school. Meanwhile, who else is fucking creeping around in this high school parking lot? But our hero, Steven Seagal. Yeah, hell yeah, he is. He's just watching he's watching just the young boys football. practice out on the football field. He used to play for team number fifty-two. Yeah, this is this is Line where back. we this is where we meet Keith David. And I was really hoping that that was going to be the story that it was going to be like, hey, hey, coach, and he's gonna be like, oh, you were the greatest kid that I ever. Like, even though they're like the same age, I was hoping Keith David was gonna have to act like fucking Seagal was like twenty years younger. Than yeah, him. that would have been. You a- were the greatest fucking linebacker. I ever coached. Oh, we should have won state that year, Stevie. <laughs> but no, turns out they're childhood friends in Nam together, I guess. He's yeah. Like, hey, coach, put me in, huh? Put me it's in. It's a funny huh? joke. I'm not a high school kid. Huh? Nah. You're not going to put me in. But seriously, let's go shower with these kids. <laughs> so Keith David's all like, I heard you got shot in fucking streets in fucking Budapest. Shanghai or whatever. I was in Budapest. That much is true. I do a lot of cool stuff. I got, I got a cool life. I like how he has to go out of the way to let you know. <laughs> He's got to let you know. Part of that cool thing is true. Keith David's like, so good to see you, man. But I got to tell you, things have changed since you've been around. There's now Jamaican drug dealers everywhere openly smoking crack with 15-year-olds in broad daylight at the high school. And there's nothing we can do about it. But I'd like to. Yeah, he, Steven Seagal's like, Seagal's like ah, I'm, yeah. out, I'm out of the game. You yeah. know? I used to be DA, now I'm retired. I'm just, nah, just here to relax. I'm nah, on vacation. Now nah, I let drugs happen. 
Uh, my next bullet point after this all gets established is uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, some sort of meeting happens at a subterranean pool. Yeah, yeah, we got to look at the Jamaican's operation. Some here. sort of underground place with a swimming pool and a bunch of murals painted on all the walls. They seem to be the at the Jamaican's evil lair. Yeah, Tito Baracco's there to meet with the Jamaicans. Yeah, but then throughout the rest of the movie, they're like never in the same location twice. So right. I think they have like 16 layers all around this they're, they're doing suburban well. town that they're operating out they're of. They're doing well for themselves doing very well. in Lincoln Selling Heights. Selling crack to uh, the teenagers of Lincoln Heights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're meeting with a Colombian. Tito's this guy's name? Mm-hmm. Tito, Chico Santana? Tito Baracco. Ch- Chico's in that first scene. Pedro Morales, Jake the Snake Roberts, Leaping Lanny Poffo, Hercules Hernandez, Tag Action, the Killer Bees take on Jim the Animal Lightheart and Hitman Bret Hart. George the Animal Steel goes against the new Adrian Adonis. En- en- enough. Bill Billy Jim will face King Kong Bundy and topping it Are off. Are you done? Stop Are you it. done? We'll Jesse finish what we're going to talk and- about. Let's the talk about, man. yeah, let's talk about the last time in the Maple Leaf Gardens. Let's talk about what went down. When Jesse Body Ventura had Chico Santana over my head in the backbreaker, which no one gets out of, Macho Man will tell you that nobody can get out I of it. I can verify it. Chico, the referee comes in, he asks Chico, Chico, have you had enough? Chico says, si, senor. Now, you know what si, senor means, don't you? Yes, I know. That means, yes, sir, I quit. Well, this incompetent referee in Toronto, he don't understand Spanish. Chico gives up, but he don't understand it. Tells me I got to break the hold. So I drop Chico down. This referee interferes three or four times when Chico's begging, begging, saying, please, Mr. Body, take the title. This punishment ain't worth all this. He's telling me all this in Spanish, see? And this referee don't understand it. Well, the referee gets in the way for the last time, and Red Lions, you were there. You seen. He cost me. This incompetent referee cost me the Intercontinental title. Well, now Chico's running and hiding. Now Chico says he needs a partner. Chico says he got to have some help from the old junkyard dog. Well, I went out and got the macho man, my partner. And if this is the only way, Chico, then so it shall be. You speak the truth right there. Yeah, you do. About the Spanish and about everything. Elizabeth, look into the video scope right now and say adios to Tito Santana and the Junkyard Dog. Uh, adios, Tito Santana and the Junkyard Dog. Now get out of here right now because this is the tag team that's gonna do the thing. Yeah, Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana will not interfere with the body and the macho man no more. In the garden, in the maple leaf garden, you're going to see some class, yeah. You're going to see some class. And Tito Santana, what you did last time to pull it off, yeah. JYD will not be able to help you because two versus two, yeah. But we're like 36 men going against two boys, yeah. The difference is phenomenal. Explain it, Jesse the Body. Let me just say this, Chico. You've done everything you could to keep on to that, holding on to that title, Chico. You get yourself intentionally counted out. You give up and have a referee that don't understand Spanish when you say, Si, senor, I quit. You quit? Well, this time, Chico, you and that JYD are both going down courtesy of us. Mm, yes. Yeah. Sunday, March the 2nd, 7.30 p.m. Uh, right here in Toronto. You've seen it, Lions. Why didn't you come forward? 
Uh, he doesn't seem to be down at all with all the voodoo shit going on. Mm-mm. And he definitely doesn't like that the Jamaicans have taken over the drug trade from the Colombians. Yeah. So this is a tense meeting between him and Screwface, yeah. the head Jamaican. Screwface is all just like, mm-hmm. you're going to... You, this is the way it is, bro. Yeah, he's saying you're gonna sell my drugs. I'm gonna give you twenty percent. That's of that. Menacing shit, and he's laying it on the line. I think, but also I can't understand a single word this guy says throughout this entire. I movie. let you in. I and I want to sell you my drugs. You make twenty percent. He's really leaning to the Jamaican patois, yeah. and it's it's all fucking gibberish. Yeah. And really, too, like for the rest of this movie, every bad guy is just like. A medium build black guy with dreads and a beard wearing the same kind of yeah. outfit, and they're all just speaking in Jamaican slang gibberish that I can't understand. And I'm not gonna lie, I can't tell the difference between any of the any of the bad guys oh. at any point in this movie. All right, well, they're all they're all just the same guy as far as I'm concerned. I can't somewhere. I I felt I'll like Star know. Wars stole the whole clone troopers thing idea from this from movie. This, really, yeah, is what happened. That's I was another thinking. thing I was they like, kind of lifted. I see what you did, George Lucas. You made all of them Jamaican, but mm-hmm. in white suits, you racist. First off, he stole the idea of an awesome Jamaican character when he made Jar Jar, mm-hmm. and then he stole the mm-hmm. idea of all the bad guys being clones. Mm-hmm. Look and sound exactly alike. It all came from Marked for Death. I see through you, man. Yeah. We know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I wrote somebody better go into that pool by the end of the movie, but once again, let down because we never yeah. even see that pool again. Not a Why one. are you going to establish a pool like that if, if Seagal's not fucking kicking a bad guy into the pool later on? Or just murdering somebody into that. Yeah. Right. Next scene, Tito's meeting with a psychic of some sort. Yeah. Who's just a, a very, very sexy uh, Latina. That knows Colombian hoodoo. Knows, knows all sorts of hoodoo, yeah. And she, she's like, I see you're dealing with Screwface here. Uh, he's fucking muy malo is, is what's going on yeah. here. You don't want to be messing with this guy. I'm, I'm throwing down these chickpeas on this table, yep. and they're telling me something somehow about this guy. You don't want to fucking deal with this guy. Tito's all like, here's fucking 30 grand. Yeah, just drop it stack. Just make a, just put a hex on him. Yes. Leaves immediately. It's a lot of money for just some sort of voodoo hex. I, I, want, I want some sort of like proof of hex, maybe. Yeah. I don't want to stick around and see the hex. Yeah. Well, luckily we get luckily to. Luckily we get to, because yeah. it's a pretty fuck. This is maybe the best voodoo hex I've ever Ooh, seen, yeah. quite frankly. This bitch has got to get full on fucking naked. Yeah. And get in some sort of like bath that looks like it's like perfumed and flowered which looks very nice looks yeah. like it's very refreshing for her but we get full butt we get full oh, titties yeah. she starts just like pouring this water all over her boobies right it's like i'm into voodoo yeah i, voodoo's I need to cool. look into this more maybe yeah. and i've been pretty agnostic up these 40 years i've lived so far finally found maybe religion. voodoo is my thing i think i finally found something i'm into I could see it. You'd look cool in one of them voodoo hats. And then second second phase of this hex is she's got to drink some Bacardi and then spit it all over a rooster. That's the best way to drink Bacardi. Yeah. Just spit it right back spit out. Spit it right back out. Maybe if you got one, a rooster handy or just in general yeah. on the floor. You don't want to ingest that stuff. No. Uh, then she's got to spit it on your cock. Smoke, smoke some cigar. Get some cigar smoke. Once again, blow that all over the rooster. Yeah. And then she's got to fucking kill that rooster. Oh, like, and there's a picture of Screwface around, so mm-hmm. know, she took a bath, she smoked, she drank, she killed a rooster. Screwface is fucked as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. right here. He seems to think so, too, because then we just fucking smash cut to him waking out of a deep <gasps> sleep and be like, oh, 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 
I just got hexed. White eyes. And he's the one Jamaican who you can tell it's always screw face because he's got those green eyes. Yeah. It's like the green eyed Asian girl from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Except there's the green eyed Jamaican drug dealer. You think that's that's some deep shit there. Green. Greed. Avarice maybe right there. Yeah. Gremlins. Hot. Right. Yeah. He's he's a little bit of a gremlin. I feel like he's got some gremlin energy. Yeah. These are all just themes being layered throughout this fucking movie. This really pretty deep and pretty interesting film we're watching. Layers, baby. Layers. Layers. Uh, Yeah. There was also just so much crazy drumming going through this entire sequence that I was just like, this is great. This movie started off a little boring with all the meetings and stuff. Yeah. And now we're into just crazy voodoo shit. Hell yeah. I'm loving it. Voodoo fights. Next scene, Seagal and Keith David are hanging out at a bar. Yeah. And it's it's halfway between just like your typical suburban bar and also like a Bennigan's kind of. Mm Kind of looks like if a Bennigan's had like one or two pool tables in them. Yeah. Which is insane because it turns out this is where the Jamaicans and the Colombians are going to do some sort of big fucking drug deal meetup. What? What are the odds? In this busy white people suburban bar. What is going on here? What sort of world does this movie exist in where all these drug deals are going on in suburban white people bars? Half-price apps and dollar margaritas. There are people Stop on eating in. jalapeno poppers in the background as this drug deal goes south and it just everyone starts getting machine gunned. Yeah. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. They just all start shooting. It's out of nowhere. Everybody's in a panic. Everybody's running and screaming. Except for one man, Matt. John Hatcher. Fucking Steven Seagal. This ain't his first rodeo. No. He's been in the middle of, of hails of machine gun fire before. He's not going to lose his cool. You know, he finds one guy, Aikido's his fucking gun away from him. Aikido's the shit out fucking of it. Pistol whips him with his gun. He's you got like, to. You're under arrest. I don't, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. You're retired. Uh, so I think I'm out. They pull me back in. Uh. Just slaps the shit out of him. Yeah, next scene, There's we're just outside the bar. There's police everywhere there's paddy wagons mm-hmm. there's probably like there's a, there's this is a t2 outside of cyberdyne level of fucking police that have shown up yeah this. so I, there's a chopper there's police choppers in the air at least yeah. at least one helo met maybe two maybe two helos so this is leading me to question how what kind of a police force does this suburban town have uh, how much money are they spending on police you know it's the sheriff's department and if so. okay so the county i guess county. The county people so Cook county's got money they got at least two helicopters. And they can't, they can't have anybody uh, just patrolling the high school parking lot so that the kids aren't smoking crack with Jamaican drug dealers on the school premises. They got, they got this big of a police force on hand. Sheriff quickly gets dismissed. That's because the FBI shows up. That's right. And one of the greatest fucking things I love in action movies is when the FBI shows up and Ooh. starts big dicking everybody. And Roselli. You're off the case. This is my jurisdiction he now. wastes no time. Roselli wastes no fucking time. This sheriff is pissed off. He's like, eh, up your nose, Roselli. Yeah. Taking over the scene here, yeah. sheriff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we learn that uh, Roselli has been working with Charles. Yeah. Jamaican cop. Yeah. Let him know all of his insights about these Jamaican drug lords. He's been tracking them for decades. And also, he's got a white lady, a blonde yeah. lady, who's a voodoo expert, I think. She's a professor. The FBI's professor, who's their, their voodoo expert. Right. And she's like, oh, there's a lot of voodoo symbols chalked on the outside of this bar. I know from all my professor I've work. I've seen these in LA. I've seen these in New York. This is bad juju, man. You don't want this. I was working a case with Danny Glover out in New York. I think this bar has been marked for death. 
Also, you see this above the uh, the door here? Those are vampire markings. So this is also a vampire bar. Yeah. We're going to need Blade to show up sometime Probably. to clean this place out. This, this bar is bad news. Yeah. The Jamaican guy who's getting arrested because of Seagal is like telling him like, you're a fucking dead man, Seagal. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you, you messed with the wrong Jamaican fucking drug posse, man. You're a fucking dead man. He's like, I'm, I'm not too worried. Yeah, but he should be because an Asian reporter lady explains to us yeah. here that Jamaican Okinawa have taken over the suburbs yeah. and they're the meanest, uh, craziest, most powerful drug gangs that have ever been in the United States She's ever like, of all time. Just like in Predator 2, Jamaicans mm-hmm. have taken over the suburban gangs. <laughs> it's, it's important to note yeah. one last thing in this scene. Roselli's also just like, we need you on the case, Seagal, because you're the best. I know who you are. You're infamous. We all know. Everybody knows. And he's like, I'm retired. So then Blonde Chick and Charles are like, why don't we get him on the case? And he's like, you know, he's he's, he's non-operational. And Blonde Chick is like... He looks pretty functional to me. Yeah. She's talking about his wiener. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, if there's a, yeah. a woman character in the movie, you gotta make sure you know that they wanna have sex with Steven Seagal. Right. You don't wanna just yeah. leave that up to like the audience to figure out. Get that out there on the table. Even 16 year old Catherine Heigl, you gotta let mm-hmm. them know. Gotta, gotta, who's playing his niece. And yeah. I'm, I'm surprised She's Daniel Harris checked. didn't make eyes at right? him at any point in this movie. My mom didn't say anything about you being this hot, Uncle John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next scene, fucking uh, Latina fucking psychic chick is just getting human sacrificed by Screwface. Yeah, yeah. He just puts her out on a table with all the Jamaican voodoo symbols chalked onto it and just plunges a knife into her chest. Gotta get rid of that hex. I guess that hex didn't do much. What was, that was like a 30 grand hex we established on there, something like that. That was a lot of money to drop on a hex that did nothing. All it did was wake him out of a dead sleep and then he killed that lady and now he's just fine. Yeah. He's got some very powerful voodoo. Is, is he what knows his way around. He knows his way around. Oh, wait a minute. Warrior. Warrior himself is having cut down. Hey, the nasty. Warrior's off the apron. Now he's had a match with him, McMahon, but that has nothing to do with it. This is the curse of Papa Shango. This is the taking of the wristband. This is the curse that he applied to the ultimate warrior. He's down in the mat holding his stomach. Look at Chango's face. He put a curse on the ultimate warrior. Get the hell out of here. Whatever it is, I've never seen the ultimate warrior in that kind of pain. He's screaming in pain. Get Chango. Get him out of there. No, leave him there. Get away from him. Look at Chango's face. He's in another world, McMahon. Too much about voodoo, but I'm gonna tell you right now, McMahon, the curse has been placed on the ultimate warrior. Next uh, scene, we're led to believe that there's some sort of Jamaican dance club in the suburbs. Yeah, the suburbs, this, yeah. this, this, this all-white suburb that we see. That they, yeah. they have a, a Jamaican dance club where all the Jamaican people go and listen to, to reggae music and hang out and do drug deals. It's where Jimmy Fingers just uh, bailed out. Nesta. This is where we meet or whoever Italian fucking uh, made man Jimmy Fingers. Jimmy Fingers, Great baby, name for a fucking character. Yeah, 
They're like, ah, oh, thanks for being our guy who bails out our other guys. Here's a Jamaican lady for you to dance with for a while. Everything's great here at the uh, Jamaican dance club. Everything's Irie. Irie, we be jamming, man. Yeah, I and I, man. Yeah, that's right. Um, a lot of crack being made in the back of this dance club. Is oh, what's happening. no. We see, we see, we see some shots of some people making and uh, bagging up some crack. What's going oh, on? Jesus. Uh, fucking, it seems, seems to be jumping this suburb of Lincoln Heights. Yeah. Maybe you need to move out there. Yeah. All the all the like nightlife of the city, but you're avoiding city prices. Mm-hmm. It seems mm-hmm. seems maybe like the place to be right now. Yeah. This is also the scene where I wrote down, I gotta put on the subtitles. I can't understand a single word any of the bad guys are saying other oh, than blood clot. They just say blood clot every other word. Blood clot or boomba clot. Yeah, I don't understand. What's it's the same thing. Why hey they, a boomba clot. Why do you say boomba clot sometimes and blood clot sometimes if it's the same word? What's going on there in Jamaica? I don't know. I played a a game called The Getaway mm-hmm. for the PlayStation okay, Two wow. a long time ago. Sounds great. And it was about just you're just some you know Guy Ritchie speaking English oh, guy cool. that you can't That's understand. Cool hell, yeah. And you got to take on a bunch of Jamaicans which you can't I understand. Buy PlayStation, yeah. yeah. One of the greatest games. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it hasn't had a re-release. They say, they say blood clot a lot in that. Boomba clot all the time. Yeah. Yeah, heard, hey, a fucking boomba clot. I've always heard boomba clot. Yeah. Blood clot is, is marked for death is the only time I've heard that. So yeah. I had to like bing it and be like, is that really something they say? Or did just white people write this movie and they didn't know that it's boomba clot? Oh, Apparently they're interchangeable. Huh. And they both mean like menstrual pad. And nice. it's basically like the worst curse in Jamaica. <laughs> So it shows you how much they, they they like women in Jamaica. Yeah, the old axe wound stain. Call, calling somebody, calling, calling somebody people. a fucking maxi pad is the yeah. fucking their 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 version of fuck. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I respect it. Uh, we we get a meeting in the back here too, where mm-hmm. fucking Screwface is just yelling at everybody, basically like, yeah. "We got to kill all of our enemies, or yeah. I'm gonna kill you. We need to take over the entire world. Take it, take it, take it, Matt." Yeah. There's a second running scene in this movie. <sighs> it's brief, but we get it. Yeah. Keith David and Steven Seagal are out jogging together. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I'm not a guy that has many friends. Yeah. Keep close circle. Yeah. You ever known like two guys that go jogging together? Have we ever? I, we certainly never have. No. I've known some people who have like ran in, the, in their fucking life. Never just like, hey... We as guys, let's get together and go jogging together. I've never heard of that. I feel that like a thing? no. People do that? I feel like maybe that's, people do that. That's like a you move to the suburbs, mm. and maybe like you're just trying to make friends because you got an yeah, empty life. Go to the gym, sure. Yeah. Like a hey, I'll spot you, whatever. Yeah. Jogging? No, that's a chick thing, that's man. Weird, yeah. Chicks jog together. That's fair. Dudes don't jog together. No. It's weird. But we got to see his his elbows out jogging style again. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird. Um, everyone wants to go to take out the Jamaicans. Keith David's like, come on, man. I'm telling you, they got my nephew addicted to crack. My football team's all on crack. Fucking it's happening. It's here, bro. Like, I'm telling you, there's well, no avoiding this this war with the Jamaicans we got to do as two civilian men yeah. who, uh, have no authority to do any policing in the world. We need to take on these drug dealers, man. John Hatcher's very matter of fact. He's like, listen, Absolutely. Keith David. Uh-huh. There's, tell you how the world works. there's literally nothing that could happen Listen, kid. that would make me go after those Jamaicans. There's nothing <laughs> I can't that think could of a possibly thing. happen. I'm fucking racking my brain right here. Uh, There's not one thing. 
next couple seconds, Jamaicans drive by in a BMW and just uh, machine gun the shit out of his childhood home. Immediately after Keith immediately David pulls after, away? Literally, wow. they, they, they lock eyes as, as they're both turning off the street. And then Steven Seagal's childhood home is just, they machine gun, <sighs> they Swiss cheese it, man. The entire house is just shot the shot shit hell. out of it. Worst of all, young Danielle Harris oh, takes it. a couple of slugs, man. Oh, damn the it. sister's screaming, look what they did, they hurt my baby. Yeah, what a bitch. Next scene, we're at the hospital, and the doctor's like, listen, Steven Seagal, I'm going to shoot straight with you. Cause we got to operate. You understand doctors talk. pressure on her brain. She's, she's in the fight of her life here, man. It's probably going to be very dramatic scenes for the rest of this movie where we're at her bedside, yeah. we're, we're worried about her. Probably there's going to be a triumphant scene where like we learn that she's going to make it, she mm-hmm. pulls through, mm-hmm. and the family all... None of that happens. No. None of that happens. This is the last time she's right. ever mentioned. Yeah. But Steven Seagal's like, I want you to treat her like she's the president of the United States. Money's no money. object. I've, I've got so much money, you don't know. That's all stolen from illegal I'm, drug busts. I, I, I am... An unemployed man yeah. whose seemingly only possessions are a Mustang and a jacket with dragons embroidered on them. A satin jacket with dragons embroidered on them, which also drive. I see what you're doing. And a shadow. Stole that whole satin jacket Hell yeah. from fucking Nico Tisker. Not Nico Tisker. John Hatcher yeah. here and fucking Mark for Death. Got, I see you. I've also got a shadow box display full of old weapons in my childhood room. <laughs> so... Because family is the most important thing mm-hmm. uh, to him, he's going to go off and fight the Jamaicans now. And I think never check in to see whether his niece lives or dies no. or whatever. No, there's just that, that doesn't happen. Uh, he also tries to cry at her bedside, but just <laughs> yeah, can't really work take, it out. He doesn't yeah. take. Yeah. So next scene, he's busting in on Jimmy Fingers and some Jamaican guy and a couple of topless whores who were doing a bunch of cocaine together. More todays. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, he's just like, listen, uh, she's bailing out Jamaicans, fucking tell me where the Jamaicans are. I want to know about the Jamaicans. Jimmy Fingers is like, how about I tell you where this fucking gun is? Yeah, I'm a made man. I like also Jimmy Fingers here. He's wearing like a wife beater and some yeah. little like bikini briefs. Yeah. Like black bikini brief man panties. Mm-hmm. He's looking, looking pretty gross. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. He did, Seagal this time doesn't shoot the whores just egregiously in the back. He's just like, go, go find yeah. another trick. Yeah. So yeah, he fucking headshots Jimmy Fingers, and then the Jamaican guy's like, oh, fuck, man, I'm scared. This is Steven Seagal. And he's like, tell me where Screwface is. I want to know about this scumbag Screwface. You don't even got to call him a scumbag. Screwface is already kind of an insult, I think. Yeah. If somebody called me Screwface, I'd be like, fucking over here with it, man. What do you mean I'm a Screwface? Yeah. Old boy's like, uh, hey, man, mm-hmm. Screwface will kill me a thousand yeah. times worse than you will, this- so Go fuck yourself. Show us how fucking stupid this guy is, that he's more afraid of Screwface than Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Thinks Screwface is worse than Steven Seagal. Has he ever seen fucking Hard to Kill? No. Has he ever seen Above the Law? Clearly What's not. he been doing over the last couple years? Uh, drink too much Red Stripe. So he throws himself out of a window rather than have to deal with either of these guys. At least he's smart enough to know that I'd rather throw myself out of a window than have to deal with Steven Seagal. Oh, Seagal throws him. He just runs and dives out of it. Nah, he, he, no, he runs and dives. He's he? like, fuck you, man. Screwface will kill me just as bad as you will. Uh. Find him yourself. And then he runs and dives out the window. Death is better than dealing with any of these guys. Huh. Fucking hits the top of a car. Car explodes. This guy's dead. Yeah. Which I always love because, like, bad guy throws himself out a window. Four stories. Hits a car. Fucking dead. 
good guy gets thrown out of a window of four stories, it'd be like, oh, the car broke his fall. He's fine now. Yeah, time Let's to move run. on to the next scene. But no, he doesn't. He goes down to Keith David, and he's like, one guy thought he was invincible, the other thought he could fly. Uh, Turns out they were both wrong. Just, these are funny jokes that I Great, make. great. That's a trailer line right there. That was... That sold this movie That's, to fucking the American public. I need to By see By the American this. public, I mean divorced dads and their kids. I need to see to this now. Again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Jamaicans are in an empty factory in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Just a huge factory, completely empty, other than like one pool table and like a semicircle, like chairs they're sitting in. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing in this factory. I guess they just hang out here during the day. This is when they're not at the underground pool there. Gotta hang out somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they're like, uh, one of our Jamaican guys got fucking thrown out of a window. It was by Nesta. Seagal. It was Nesta. And F- Screwface doesn't like it, man. He's like, he breaks a fucking table. He flips it, the table. Yeah. Breaks a fucking table leg off it. Just brains one of his guys in the fucking head with it. He's got to yeah. be dead. And he's just like, kill this guy, kill his entire family, or I'm going to kill every one of you. Simple enough. There's also like a scene somewhere on here for fucking Roselli. Is uh, that the other? He's just like, this was done by professionals. I know this was John Hatcher. Yeah. He's on the case. I'm like, somebody kicked in a door, shot a guy in the head, and threw another one out a window. Just from that, you know it was professionals. You, you know that it was professional cop John Hatcher. You know, you know Hatcher? who did this? The best. Whoever yeah. did this had to have been the best. Yeah. So, uh, do they mention a warrant for Hatcher's arrest because he's yeah, killing he's, people uh, on the street? Turns out John Hatcher's on the street killing people. I guess we're going to have to arrest him. No, no, no that's never okay. mentioned. All right, good. It's never, never even addressed, Matt. Good, 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 good. Next good, scene, Seagal f- shows up to his house to find like a bunch of voodoo shit on the door and some voodoo markings like chalked on the, the in the foyer. And he's wearing a real sweet scarf. I mean, the scarf here is... Tight around his neck, like real tight, as if it's a necktie, yeah. which is weird. It's certainly not protecting his neck from the elements no. at all, to where he's wearing this like slight silk scarf. It's kind of, yeah, in like an ascot it, formation. Yeah, and a lot of scenes for the rest of this movie. Yeah. It's real weird how he's wearing this It's really cool. Scarf. Uh, the FBI shows up and tapes off the place, and they're like, yeah, this is fucking voodoo markings. We're going to have to protect your family from this point on. Your family's been marked for death mm-hmm. for fucking sure. Uh, Seagal's like, uh, I, don't, I don't really trust you. I'm going to need to go talk to that sexy blonde woman you've been working with. See if I can get inside Yeah, try, try and see if she wants wants me to put it to her. I'm sure she does. Probably, she's probably been thinking about it this mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah. She, she, she's just like, okay, first off, you're the sexiest man I've ever seen in yeah. my life. I love that you showed up at my apartment unannounced in the middle of the night. Yeah. Second off, I'm looking at these pictures you're showing me. Your family's been marked for death, man. Clearly. We got a movie title here. These fuckers have been marked for death. He's like, oh, I should probably call my sister and let her know. Yeah, I should let her know. Um, she's wearing no bra. No bra. Man. And she's, no in, bra she's in her bedroom. Sister. And I was shocked at this. Were you shocked at this to just what? see her in her bedroom? Because um, I was like, okay, the house has been completely shot up. Then it's been marked for death. Then the FBI said, we're going to have to get your family protection. And now she's just alone at that same house by herself? Well, I thought for sure we're, like, shipping her out to, like, a hotel room in another town or a cabin in the woods or something. Yeah, I mean, he does He does ask, like, Roselli, like, are you going to take care of it? And he's like, oh, yeah, we got a detail that'll look after him. But I figured they'd do that yeah. elsewhere and not at an active police scene. The, the most vicious yeah. gang in the world has marked them for death. 
So they're just like, yeah, we'll sit one fucking uh, beat cop in a car out in front of this place, yeah. which is, yeah, an active fucking crime scene. It's all yeah. taped off. And your sister will still just be like in there by herself. Doing she, whatever. She Seeming not like okay, unaware though. that any of this shit has even happened. Yeah. Like, she's not okay. Yeah. No, There's yeah. Jamaicans in the house yeah. already. The cop car was empty. Cop car is empty. Yeah. There's Jamaicans in the house. She starts running around, like kicks one in the dick. She's like slamming doors. You know, like. I'm surprised you saw any of that. This is is Steven Seagal's sister right here. You can tell because she's she's a woman, yeah. She's not going to get the best of these guys for long, but he's shown her a thing or two. You can tell that she's a a woman by those loose major league yabos. Oh, yeah. Loose fucking sweatshirt. You're seeing all the way down. It's like a Henley. She's running away. She almost gets away. She runs into the kitchen. Then she becomes... Face to face with Screwface, Ooh. like spit some Bacardi in her face. Hell yeah, <laughs> just spitting Bacardi, and he's like, "We got your coffee table already marked up to do one of my human sacrifices, man." I want your dreams, man. Yeah, he throws her on the table, cuts her shirt open, which was already, as we said, so loose that you're seeing like whole titty basically. Yeah. But then weirdly, like once they cut it, once they no cut titty. it, you see like no titty. Yeah, it starts like taking blood and making markings on her chest. Bullshit. And I'm like, how is she not completely topless in this scene when we were already seeing 90% of her titties when she had her shirt on? Now her shirt's been cut off, and somehow it's... This chick must have had a no-nudity clause I was going to say, contract. what kind of like, bullshit... She was sticking to that contract Clause did they fucking work out? How many hours do you think this production came to a screeching halt as they to were negotiating, nipple? like, how much titty were they going to... As uh, they were just trying to cajole her <laughs> into showing everything? It'd be a lot easier if you'd just show them. Nope, but still it's no. weird. All right, yeah, I, okay. I, I thought that he was going to, like, human sacrifice her here, and then Seagal was going to be, like, extra, but he just, yeah, does a... Some markings on her, and then says that he has her dreams now. Yeah, he like, owns her. Now. What is what does that mean, Screwface? He assures know. us and her that he owns her, and yeah. then they just leave because Seagal's like racing there, tires fucking mm-hmm. squealing, and he gets there, pulls up into the front yard right when these guys are like piecing mm. out through the back door. And I was like, okay, you, you own her now. You've done some voodoo magic. What's right. gonna happen later? Is he gonna be able to turn her into like a zombie puppet who's gonna like attack Seagal or something? No, we never see yeah, her again. No, we never see her again for the, the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he did to her has nothing to do with anything yeah. for, for the rest of the film. Because my next bullet point is time to have some fun. Yeah, hell yeah. Coach and Hatch <laughs> are cruising. They fucking Coach is sweet. They got a plan Late now. 70s Dodge oh, Ram. Yeah, fucking just like a fucking just like... Desert fucking tan Dodge Ram. They're yeah. fucking rolling around in, and they're just like, "Let's go fuck up some Jamaicans." Yeah, they find some Jamaicans dealing some drugs at the high school. I'm I'm gonna drive. Roll your car. up. I'm gonna drive your car right to their car. You just keep that shotgun on your lap. <laughs> Seagal's driving. Yeah, so he pulls up. They roll down the window. He's like, "You want you want to buy some blow, man?" Yeah. What's happening, brother? <laughs> yeah, blow. Yeah, I want some blow. I'm going to blow your fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Pulls out a gun, tells him he wants some blow. He's going to blow his fucking head off. What's happening, brother? Oh, God. Turns out there's four Jamaicans in this car, and they all have guns. 
So they just start shooting at the fucking Dodge Ram. Next time I guess they didn't think they didn't think too far ahead what their plan was going to be. Next time I'm uh, <laughs> hanging out with my little brother Dave mm-hmm. and have to interact That's with right. a black dude, sure, uh-huh. I'm totally hitting him with oh. the cigar. What's happening, brother? Yeah, you got to man. Dave's going to get real uncomfortable. This guy knew by right that. away, like, oh, this isn't a cop. This guy's down. I'm yeah. going to offer some him some blow. I can tell by the way he's talking. He knew how to he's greet. He's on me. the level. He knew how to greet me yeah. in the traditional way that mm-hmm. you do in our culture. We get an awesome fucking car chase here yep. where fucking the Beamer peels out, fucking the, the Dodge peels out. They're fucking chasing each other all through this, once again, suburban town. Yeah. <laughs> this is all happening in like the Main Street, USA, any town, USA. Down the sidewalks yeah. of Lincoln they're, Heights. They're doing that thing I love where the fucking cars are up on the sidewalks and like every 10 feet there's another outdoor fucking patio yeah. of like... People dining al fresco, and they all got to dive out of the way. It's just fucking tables and chairs are getting knocked everywhere this way and fucking that. It's pretty much every Saturday night at the square. Yeah, nine tenths of this fucking chase is taking taking place on fucking sidewalks instead of uh, instead of in the roads. Yeah. Eventually, it ends when we smash through like the front windows of a big department store. Yeah. Everybody gets out, and then we just have a big department store fucking shootout slash melee. fucking melee fight. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. This is one of the coolest fucking scenes in the movie right here, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe the highlight of the movie right here, this department store fight. Could be. People are shooting everywhere. Fucking Seagal's doing joint manipulation. Oh, yeah. Takes one guy's knife away from him and stabs him in his heart with his own knife. Oh, that's a cool move. I just wrote, nice. Yeah. Fucking Aikido's another guy, controls his joints and is just smashing him through all the, like, glass display cases, the jewelry's in and stuff. Yeah, you got to. Uh Uh-huh, he... He tells another guy, he, he, he grabs another guy by his fucking wrist or whatever. He tells him, you fuck with my family, you die. You die. And then he just kicks him. In the head. Well, just once. pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's dead, Seagal. Yeah. You should go back and try to kill him again because you've been like brutally murdering all these other guys. This guy just got one kick to the fucking head. At least Keith know. David f- runs in and follows up with a nice shotgun yeah. to the head. Yeah, he's shoddy as a guy fucking just Butt, butt end of the shotgun Just, yeah. in the back of his fucking head. Pretty cool. I wrote, uh, yeah, they've destroyed uh, the main street of a small town. They've destroyed this entire uh, department store. They've killed many, many people. Yeah, once again, leaving the scene of a murder. I guess the next scene's going to be when the police start hunting them now. And nah. they have to deal with the police as well. No. As they're now the most wanted oh. men in the United States, I'm sure. Oh, Nate. Uh-huh. What, what, yeah, huh? Our hero, Hatch, he's being followed. Oh, okay. But not by the police. No, by, by who? A, a Jamaican in a garbage okay. truck. That's who. Okay, um, uh, next scene, he's, uh, just, he's back at Blonde Lady's apartment. Oh, yeah, there's night, a little, He's just like, yeah. hey, uh, hey, blonde woman who works with the, the, the authorities. Uh, maybe you heard about it. I killed a bunch of people and destroyed a bunch of stuff earlier today. Either way, uh, I, I once again need to... Just come by seemingly for no reason in this mm-hmm. scene. Because mm-hmm. I don't think there's any new info here. She's Mm-mm. just making him tea and talking about like how bad she wants to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> like just a short scene just to let you know like this chick really, really wants to fuck him. Yeah. She's like, I finally meet a guy who's not gay and not married and he's got some sort of death wish. Yeah. And she she once again reiterates, you're marked for death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Any other day I'd give you the best... Oral sex of your life. Multiple orgasms that would rock your entire body. I've been told I'm the best in the world at it. 
by I've, all of the world's most prestigious madams. I've been told by all the women that I possess the best cunnilingus available. But alas, I'm in the process of fattening up Kelly LeBrock. Thirty years ago, I was taught the secrets of cunnilingus by Hugh Hefner himself in the Playboy Grotto. And the Dalai Lama. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess we just need a place for him to be going for the next scene yeah. when he gets in his muscle car and then he's surrounded by bulldozers and they just fucking crush him. Yep. They bulldoze the living shit out of yeah. him, crush him into a tiny little ball. This yeah. is his Mustang. He's trapped. He's got to squeeze out that window. Yeah, because he's fucking see, yeah. one of the bad guys. Screwface. It was Screwface, Screwface himself rolls up with a Molotov cocktail, throws it in the remains of this destroyed car. Meet my sister. Mistress Fire. So it's, it's actually it, it, he like lightly underhands it into the car. Yeah, he just kind of drops it out of really, the front seat. The fire doesn't spread as fast as it should have because of this. Yeah. If he would have just threw it in there overhand, like everybody yeah. else I've ever seen throw a Molotov cocktail ever, any any, it would have just been fire everywhere. Fire everywhere. He'd been yeah. dead instantly. Right. But unfortunately, fortunately for Seagal, he doesn't yeah. do that. He just underhands it, so he he's got time to. Yeah, I was like, ooh, how's he gonna get out of this? What sort of smarts? Is it? Yeah, he's just going to slither his way through yeah. the tiny crevice that used yeah. to be the windshield. Because he's not fat Seagal no. yet. <laughs> it's just it's very reminiscent of Ace Ventura 2. Coming he, out of the uh, rhino, of ass. rhino ass. Yeah. He's birthed out of that rhino, slithering his way through this tight crevice. It's it's not very heroic. It's not a very no. heroic look yeah. here. But nonetheless, that's how the scene ends. Hey, in five more years, he's not even able to do it. So, oh, you yeah, know. absolutely. Do it, do it while you can, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's the takeaway. My next bullet point is buying guns slash possibly building an A-team van. Yeah, illegal firearms. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Keith David and uh, Seagal, they're gearing up for a final showdown here. They're yep. buying a bunch of illegal guns from a guy. When Charles, the Jamaican cop, shows yep. up and he's like, Listen, man, I know you're going after Screwface. Fucking, you're ruining everything I've been working for for 20 years. I've been doing it all by the book. I'm going to take Screwface down. This is my life's work. He's like, listen, I know you're a Jamaican cop. I know you know everything about these guys, but what you need is one white guy who doesn't play by the rules to just come in and do everything you've never been able to do. Trust me, if there's anything the movies have taught us, it's always... One white guy who doesn't play by the rules. The white savior. Who's going to police brutality our way to get in all the bad guys. Maybe Three's Company? Charles is like, you old so-and-so, I'm in, man. Let's, let's fucking start a crew. Count me in. Let's start up a whole crew and take these motherfuckers down. Only good news about that all is... All the rules are out the window. Because of that, mm-hmm. we get a badass... 80s, 90s, like this. weapons montage. Like this. They're, they're in some sort of fucking workspace suddenly. Yeah. They're like fucking grinding shit down. They're putting shit together. <laughs> they're like making hollow point guns with like explosives in the tips. Cutting barrels, all sorts of I, shit. I thought they were probably making an A-team van. And I got very excited, but no, they're just making an arsenal here. There's no super, super, super vehicle. <laughs> it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. They should have made some sort of right? assault vehicle, I think, going on here. Yeah. But, uh... Seagal's like, look, I got this weird gun I made. It's fucking a sniper rifle, but it's also a machine gun, yeah. but it's also completely silent in every way. It's, I just made this. It's HK-51K. I'm maybe the greatest weaponsmith in the entire world. Over the best. 100 years ago, I trained with the greatest weaponsmith in Camelot era England. I gotta find out. Uh, it- Merlin the Magician taught me how to make these bullets. 
History Channel's got that forged in fire where it's just sure. that competition of people building knives. Uh-huh. I gotta see if Seagal. There's gotta been be a Seagal episode because I know be. I've seen clips of a History Channel show where he's showing off his guitar collection. Yeah, and it starts off with the narrator. The clip I saw. It's not just swords that Steven Seagal collects. Okay. He's also got one of the most amazing guitar collections yeah. in existence. And I was like, whoa, 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 tell me more about that sword collection. We all know about his yeah. extensive guitar He's collection. Four guitars owned by B.B. King, Matt. Wow. Four of them. Wow. He's got the only something or other that Jimi Hendrix owned when he was Jimi Hendrix, he tells me in this clip. Wow. He's got a lot of guitars. He had them all impressive. laid out just... In the grass in his fucking front yard yeah. for this History Channel thing. He's They're like, all laid out here because I'm having a yard sale. He calls himself a serious player. I can't afford these <laughs> I fucking anymore. Fucking love this. I'm loving every second of him talking to the History Channel about I what gotta, a serious guitar player I gotta keep is. this house. I gotta sell these guitars. Charles shows up to this whole fucking shindig. He's like... Look what I fucking stole from the government, man. Night vision goggles. Yeah. Hell yeah. And he just puts them on his dumb face in broad daylight <laughs> and is just like, yeah, these work pretty well. This looks pretty cool. Watch how I machine gun this side of beef that we have hanging here I cover in our garage. the top of the, the, the glasses so the sun's not so bright. Literally blows the fuck out of a side of beef he sure that's does. just hanging up in their garage. It's fucking awesome. You know that was like, not explosives, and that was probably just a real scene of him shooting yeah. a slab of beef. It's weird. We see them create all these explosive bullets, and then for the rest of the movie, I think they're just shooting normal bullets. Right. It seems like they're just shooting normal yeah. bullets for the rest yeah. of this movie. It's really just a scene that exists for no reason other than to be awesome. Because, Nate, once they're done constructing all these guns uh-huh. and bullets, they immediately board a plane to Jamaica. We go to Jamaica, man! With all these guns and <laughs> yeah, bullets. That's right. Keith, David, and Charles are walking down the streets of Kingston. Mm-hmm. Don't know how they got all those fucking specialty weapons they made through customs. I don't know. It's pre-9-11, bro. Yeah, Seagal, Seagal knows some tricks, I'm sure. I got some tricks yeah. up his sleeve. Pre-9-11. <laughs> this Keith, David's like, you know, man, I got to apologize. Uh, before I came here to Jamaica and walked around for a couple minutes, I just assumed that every Jamaican was a scumbag fucking pot dealer. Yeah. Charles is like, no, man, no offense necessary. Just no, most no of us. To, no need to. And I'm like, what do you mean there's no need to apologize? He just told you he thought every person in your country yeah. was a scumbag pot dealer. Yeah. I'd say there's reason to apologize. That's it's pretty offensive. He's hard streets in Kingston, man. Some people, they make the bad choices. Yeah. What do they hook up with uh, some guy? Well, Seagal's in a nightclub here. Well, they hook up Keith David right. and, they go to and some dude's fucking house Charles, and, like, and he's like, you need to go to the... the I know Screwface's fucking lady, man. Yeah, you gotta go to the cat club. He balls this chick every time he's in town. She hangs out at the cat club. Gonna get to him through her, man. So they're like, eh, I don't know. If we're gonna have to woo some sort of woman into helping us, we should probably send Seagal to do the work. Because oh. he's oh. the sex god among us. Also, we failed to explain, just like this movie... For whatever reason, Screwface left mm. Chicago and went yeah. back to Jamaica. Yeah, we're literally yeah. just told, okay. uh, Screwface is in Jamaica again. Looks like we're going to Jamaica, motherfuckers. So the next scene, he's in the middle of a fucking dance club yeah. in Kingston. Doesn't, two, doesn't, two feet taller than everybody say, else in the place. Doesn't stick out at all. The only white man in the fucking yeah. place. Not wearing a shirt under his suit coat, so you see all his Way white to fucking chest. get the jump on Screwface by yeah. just going to the fucking club that his girlfriend supposedly hangs out at mm-hmm. with your just white face, just walking through the crowd of 
Probably every fucking person he knows in Jamaica. Very, very stealthy here, Seagal. This is where we get the hit scene of Jimmy Cliff and his band. That's right. Singing the hit song uh-huh. that he wrote with Steven Seagal. And performed with Steven yeah. Seagal. He does some some instrumental that's work right. on the track. Ballad or Legend of Jim Crow or something. John shit. Crow. John, John Crow. Crow. That's uh, right. Yeah. Which I, I also binged. I was like, who's John Crow? I know Jim Crow. Turns out it's just Jamaican slang for like the biggest scumbag in the world. Like the lowest piece of shit you can be is a John Crow. So this is, yeah, made for the movie. They're talking about Screwface. They say the name Screwface. You're gonna die tonight. Yeah. Fucking love movies that have songs that talk about the movie. Hell yeah. Nothing fucking better. Hilariously, this fucking Screwface's sexy uh, girlfriend is out on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. And she instantly locks eyes with Seagal from across this crowded nightclub, is entranced by him. Yeah. And like a just slinky, like fucking hypnotized snake, like yeah. slithers her way over to him. She's just instantly, instantly drawn to his bank account. <laughs> fucking insane. Fucking insane. Yeah. So he's like, uh, I need to talk to you about Screwface. And she's like, oh, Screwface, like fucking is a piece of shit. Yeah. Got my sister hooked on drugs or got her killed or whatever. So yeah. I'm going to give up. Isn't that convenient? Because at no point did they know that this chick was like, not on Screwface's side. They're right. It's like, this is Screwface's girlfriend. And she's just like, oh, no. Fucking A, I hate Screwface. Mm-hmm. B, here's here's how you're going to take him down. This is what you need to know. Screwface, secret to his magic, he's got two heads and four eyes. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks a pant load, lady. What, what, what good does that do us? That's just some yeah. fucking, some gibberish. That's, That's just some... Said- that voodoo yeah, mumbo that jumbo. That does nothing for me. Dude, maybe where's his house? That's that's more of what we'll I was start looking there. for here. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, Screwface is coked out of his mind. Oh, yeah. Here. There's topless women everywhere. He's zooted, just like throwing fucking dice or something. Chicken bones. Rambling about how Seagal is dead and he doesn't even fucking know it. This mm-hmm. guy's oh, this guy's been on a bender. That's He's why he came good. back to Jamaica, it seems like. He's doing good. Or trio show up outside of his compound. Yeah. All in tactical gear, all in blacks. They got all their fucking special weapons they made. It's like it's gonna uh, be the final assault, Matt. It's kind of like a uh, fucking uh, Chuck Norris movie, mm-hmm. except we didn't a lot get like it. it. We didn't get like twenty minutes of him boringly climbing something yeah. how, leading up to this scene. How just like a standard like rock wall and like one of those gyms, those climbing gyms. Yeah. How far up one do you think? Not now. I'm not saying now. Yeah. This era Seagal. How far up one do you think this era Seagal could get? Why well, three quarters of a way made it drunkenly yeah, up a side right. of a castle? You, you are pissed drunk on Bacardi Hurricane yeah. Mixer yeah. at uh, the fucking Renaissance Fair. And you got oh. a good three quarters of the way up. I'd say two thirds. Maybe, maybe two thirds. I think yeah, he I think. can do two thirds. He might be really bad. That's <laughs> might true. Be really, really if that bad. run is any indication, <laughs> oh, maybe a third. Uh, there's a bitch and pool party happening at the compound, but there's also armed guards everywhere. Seagal just starts sniper rifling all the guards. Yeah. And that we've established his sniper rifle slash machine gun is also completely silent. Right. So they're just dropping like flies. Nobody's any the wiser. 
<sighs> he brags about how quiet it is That's right. in the, in the so, weapons so montage. Stealthy, man. It's you didn't so, hear it. So he can infiltrate. Do you, you hear me? Do you hear this? The slide of the rail, maybe? That's, where, that's all you heard. In the dead of night, like a fucking ninja, nobody yeah. will even know. Oh, no. Instead, they explode everything and then yeah. there's chaos. Yeah. Good thing he's got that silenced weapon when their their plan was to explode everything yeah. and then just charge into the place. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they blow up, like, I guess, like, maybe the generator or whatever, because now all the power's out in this place. Right. Seagal's got his night vision goggles on that Charles brought him, though, and he's, like, in the fucking uh, mansion. Mm-hmm. People are running around everywhere. Nobody knows he's there. He's using his fucking... Uh... Oh, no, he's not. No. Because as we've established in a lot of scenes up to this point... Screwface likes ambiance. Mm. He's lighting candles everywhere he is. Everywhere. This guy's like clipping coupons for Bed Bath and Beyond. Anytime oh, yeah. those things show up to his house, you get to Screwface's lair. There's going to be candles everywhere. Yeah. Night vision goggles. You're going to need them. He's so he just throws them off. He does nothing with the night vision goggles. No, not at all. They just had a, a pair laying around on the set apparently, and they're like, "Night vision goggles are pretty cool. We got to get these in the movie somehow." These are the ones that uh, Ray wears in Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> you you want to wear them, Stagall? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he finds the voodoo temple, though. That's right, yeah. There's a lot of voodoo stuff written everywhere. There's candles everywhere. Uh, Seagal instantly gets jumped by goons and strapped to a table. He's going to get human sacrificed or at least have his dreams stolen like his sister's yeah. were. Something bad's going to happen to him. Ain't going to be good. I guess at this point I'm like, oh, I guess fucking Keith David and Charles have to show up and save him because he's been jumped and beaten and strapped to a table. No, he's a giant white guy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he just decides that he doesn't want to be uh, strapped down anymore, so he yeah. just starts incredible hulking his way through just those straps. Ripping through just that. rips through all those straps. Brittle leather. And then just starts Aikido and everybody. All of them. Just like decides to stop uh, getting beaten up anymore. He just... Which, Beats up the whole group, and then it's just him and Screwface. I think I read that this is like the first scene in any Seagal movie where like people beat him up a little bit. Because before this, he was like, "No, nobody ever touches me in any of the fight scenes." That's what's, yeah, that's what's different about me and other other action stars. No one uh, ever gets to touch me. It was this was Warner Brothers. <laughs> what a stupid idea. Just rob yourself of all stakes. Yeah. And I always have to have the upper hand on the bad guys. <laughs> they can never get the trap. So yeah, on. he takes like two or three shots to the gut here and then gets strapped down. And he's like, yeah. okay, fucking I took a couple. Now for the rest of the movie, nobody touches everybody. me. <laughs> so yeah, he fucking kills everybody. Classic Seagal shit where he breaks the guy's fucking elbow, yep. fucking 90 degrees over his shoulder here. One of the best things he does. That's probably like the most iconic Seagal shot, him yeah. breaking that guy's fucking elbow over here. Uh, he just like... Fights five guys basically as like a fucking screw face is trying to run around. Yep. And he, he kills them all. He does. Pretty handily. But screw face has got a sword. Right. So it's like, ooh, final showdown one on one. Seagal and screw face mm-hmm. going to have a fucking sword mm-hmm. fight here. Yeah. Just a key. I wonder how long they, they worked fucking on the choreography of this one. How fucking grand is this fight going to be? This is probably going to be the, the big finale of the movie, the big climax. No, just a, he but, just a key to the sword. He just takes it. Kicks dirt in his eyes. Oh, that's right. Wrist manipulates him so he slices his own dick off. Yep. Takes his sword and cuts his head off. Yep. All in the span of like three seconds. Yeah. That's his big final fight with Screwface. Yeah. Whew. Something else. You don't see that in a lot of action movies. No, they don't Final have the balls. Final fight with a bad guy, three seconds. They don't have the balls He's Breaking all the rules, man. Now, uh, the next scene, mm-hmm. we don't know. We have to put it together for ourselves. We're back in Chicago. Yeah. Is what's going on. Yeah. Seagal's like, I got a meeting with the Jamaicans. I'm going to tell them 
I killed a screw face. Mm-hmm. So now I'm their leader, I mm-hmm. think, is basically what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, uh, he already killed the, the main Jamaican. Why is this movie still going? It's never a good idea when movies do this. They kill the mad, main bad guy, and then there's more movie going on. Boy, was wow. I a fool. Wow. So yeah, they show up, and the Jamaicans are like, no way, you kill the screw face, man. He's got all the voodoo magic. He's a magic man. Charles is like, oh yeah? Here's his severed head in my hand. Yeah. Do you believe he's dead now? Now, Matt, I know they got a lot of gear and weapons through customs on their right. way to Jamaica. What do you think they were doing to get this severed head of Screwface through Ooh. customs back back over the border? Somebody had a good old U.S. of A. Here, uh, clearly, it's an international flight. They landed in O'Hare, yeah. So they've got a severed head on them. If you had to get a severed head through customs in a Terminal Five there in O'Hare, mm. how you doing it? Uh, I'd try to I'd try to fly Spirit. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Probably smart right there, yeah. yeah. This good move. I feel like they wouldn't notice. Got it in a cooler, maybe like a couple packs of hot dogs or something, yeah. like on top of that. Do I check it? I think maybe maybe I just check it and trust that they're not looking at those scanners too Look, closely. I'm Steven Seagal. I've got a lot of very exotic meats in this cooler. I'm helping my friend Doug Dry open a hot, a, dog, I guess. a hot dog stand on the north side. Dry ice and a carry-on might be, yeah. might be the way to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm... I'm bringing back uh, Jamaican jerk chicken. We we were opening yeah. a Jamaican restaurant. It's gonna be so good. Over on the west side, it's, it's the neighborhood's gentrifying. There's big dollars here. Everybody's gonna love it. But no, this doesn't work. Their ploy doesn't work because who shows up, Matt? But Screwface. What? What? How is this possible? Oh, they killed him. They killed him. There's he's, a second Screwface. He's holding his head, and he's right there. And then I think back to what that Jamaican <gasps> woman told us: two heads. Four eyes. What? She wasn't just telling us some sort of mumbo jumbo. Yeah. He prestiged us is what's going on here. He's been twin brothers the whole time. It all comes flooding back to Holy me. Holy shit. Another that, movie that stole its climax remarked for death. That opening pool scene where I heard mm-hmm. Screwface yell something from a different area oh than God. where Screwface was. It's all coming together in my head. Like Slow the, play. Into the usual suspects right now, but a little less rapey because Kevin Spacey's not involved. Yeah, Kozer Saisei. I love that guy. So we have a final fight here. It's in a storage room full of cases of Red Stripe, which is pretty apropos. That's a joke. I know what his fucking name is. Uh, Seagal's beating up all the remaining goons who are around. At this point, he's wearing like a light blue, like old man's yeah. spring jacket. Yeah. He looks like he's like dressed to go to the park and feed pigeons at this point. I'm just like, yeah. what happened to that cool satin scarf and that uh, embroidered dragon yeah. coat right now? He's you, still got like you, the... You lose your bag coming back from Jamaica, probably. You had to check all your normal clothes because he had that severed head in the carry-on. He's still got like the... You're, you're wearing your brother-in-law's jacket. It's still like one of them late 80s, early 90s satin coats, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's like a powder blue. It's not very cool. I was disappointed in him. Uh, they, they fight through the liquor storage into some sort of like carpenter's workroom. I don't yeah. know where we are. I don't know what the fuck this building is. I don't know. He's killing He's, everybody. Yeah, though. killing people with hammers and shit. Fucking yeah. saws and hammers. Kicks one dude's knee backwards. It's oh, pretty awesome. And then we emerge into like a bar that's fucking decorated like an Aztec temple. One on one with screw, screw face number two. Yeah. Right here is what happens. Screw face number two has a sword as well. And he's like, you killed my brother. 
I'm not going down like him though. No. Fucking, I I've been practicing my swordsmanship for the right. last couple of days. Seagal's got a pipe of some sort. No, he's got or the does sword. Does he have too. another sword too? Because he stole the the one that the other Screwface had. Oh, that's right. He used he that like, to be like, look what I have. I'm in charge. <laughs> they all carrying around swords. It's fucking crazy. It's cool. We get a final sword fight here though. Uh, in the bar. They're smashing each other into like the back bar, breaking all the booze. bottles and stuff, Just wasting waste booze everywhere. Booze. They move on to the dance floor. Both of them get disarmed. Screwball number two, mm-hmm. screw face number. He just starts taking Seagal and like slamming him against the wall. Yeah. Just over and over again. I was like, this isn't great. Fucking what's Seagal going to do here? Yeah. Puts his thumbs in his eyes and pushes in his eyeballs. Straight like, through. Just fucking straight through. And then they smashed through a wall like they're Terminators. The same wall. The same wall that he was getting his head caved in against. Literally, it's like T2. Yeah. They smash each other through walls like they're cyborgs. Seagal's strong that way. Mm-hmm. He fucking damn straight he is. He's a tall drink of water. Hell yeah. Uh, Seagal then is just like, I've had enough of this. Uh, he's smashing me through walls. I don't like to get touched at all in movies. I'm going to pick up his entire body. Yeah, and just bane him. Fucking vertical. And just professional wrestling move backbreaker him. Yeah. Literally give him a professional wrestling move. Yeah. Complete with sound effects to let us know that his back is literally broken in half. He gives him the bane. That's right. It's fucking nightfall. He nightfalls him, breaks him in half, (laughs) then throws him down an elevator shaft, I think, to which there's like a jagged pipe at the bottom, and he's just fucking impaled on it. Just blood everywhere. Seagal said this was his favorite of his own kills. It's pretty fucking cool. In any of his movies. He got to fucking literally bane somebody. Yeah. And then also fucking excellent line here after after killing him. I hope they weren't triplets. Yeah. (laughs) That's good shit. That's clever shit right there. Uh. So Seagal, Keith David, they're walking away, carrying the dead body of Jamaican cop guy because he got fucking smoked at some point during all this because, you know... 20 years wasn't good enough. It took Mm-mm. us took us a gall to fucking do all this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fucking we get John Crow over the soundtrack again as we fade to credits. Yeah. I was awesome. Awesome fucking song. As they were walking out, I was like, oh man, we're going to get one of those stupid scenes where like mm-hmm. we show fucking Charlie oh, in the man. hospital or we get this. And then I was like, wait, oh, yeah. I was like, Seagal, don't do that. No. Seagal's just done. No. Read between the lines. His yeah. family wasn't important to him at all. No, he kills... Killing bad guys. Kills a bad guy, and he's fucking done. That's right. Hell We're yeah. fucking done, and with bullet points, let's take a little break. Let's uh, listen to some coming attractions. And then Steven Seagal and Mark for Death. They're going to enter Judgment. Hilo. Jean-Claude Van Damme. He always makes an impact. Now, get ready for double impact. There's two of them. Think about it. Van Damme times two. He looks exactly like you. Me? Twin brothers reunited on a mission. Watch my back. To avenge their parents' death. 
One packs a punch. One packs a piece. Look good to me. Together, they deliver. Double impact. Excuse me. From Hollywood to the Far East. On land. On sea. And in the air. They're damn quick. Express service. Damn cool. Damn hot. So now what do we do? That's what I love about you. Van Damme. Times two. Double the fun. I would never in my life wear black silk underwear. I'm with you on that one. And double the Van Damage. Double impact. So what do you do to relax? Look for trouble. Society is breeding a new kind of criminal. Captain, look, I don't want to be a hero. I just want to get involved, all right? It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm all jacked up. I'm fucking ready to go. We made a bunch of those uh, Coke and ginger ale booze drinks. <laughs> We're just jacked up on caffeine and booze. I'm jacked up on caffeine. I got my Dunkins here, but uh, man, I got to tell you. Dunkin the, guy. The only nutrition I've had today is... Fucking Gatorade Zero, Dunkin' Donuts, black coffee, and fucking McDonald's McNuggets dipped in Taco Bell fucking fire sauce. What the hell that's are you doing? That's literally all I've done today. Today got the fuck got away from me, Matt. It got, uh, it got away from me. All right, you man. Like I used to be a heavy coffee drinker, and then like you quit drinking coffee for a minute. Yeah, that didn't take. Yeah, I, now now you got the fucking big boy Dunkin' there. Got I do. I barely to, get man. through a small cup of coffee every oh, day. God, no. Uh, no coffee. I barely get me. through a day. I need I'm, chemicals. I need chemicals uh, inside of my body. I'm just full of water and booze. Uh, right now, I'm full of anticipation for yeah. what's what's going to come out of the wash here when uh, this judgment day happens. And a little bit of diarrhea. A lot of diarrhea. That's going to be tomorrow morning. Oh, though. okay. Judgment Day. I haven't started consuming alcohol yet. You know I'm going to get to the alcohol portion Hell yeah. of, uh, of the food pyramid. Yeah, you got that's the flush. Judgment Day is when we go out to the internet to see what you, the people, mm-hmm. salt of the earth, had to say about the movie that we were watching. I get a couple of one ninja star reviews. I get a couple of five ninja star reviews. We yeah. read them. We digest them. And then basically we throw them out the window because we don't give a fuck no for real for being real our we, minds we are already made up yeah we tell you what we think which our real opinions matt my first one ninja star review uh-huh. is from an amazon hall of fame vine voice oh told me no way hall of fame vine voice on amazon no way robert beverage shit Bobby Bevs. robert beverage says bobby 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 bevs y'all according to imdb There were three movies released in 2007 with the title marked. Unfortunately, I ended up with this one. No, this one was released in 1990. Do you remember a really cool but really short-lived Fox TV series called Freaky Links from 2000? Nope. Wow. 
thought maybe you'd have something for us there. That's specifically why I picked this one. Take a random episode of Freaky Links, stretch it out to feature length, and subtract any acting, directing, or screenwriting talent whatsoever. Freaky Links. And you've got marked. Which, despite my having also seen The Insatiable this week, is still the what? worst dog I watched in the past seven days. I'm not even going to attempt to reconstruct the plot, which has to do with a team of ghost hunters and one's brother who's a skeptic in a seemingly slash possibly haunted house. Oh, wait. There's nothing in this movie you haven't seen before and often done a thousand times better. The Apocrypha... One of the most sought-after books in the history of man. That's all in quotes. Um, pal, you can find it in any Roman Catholic Bible. Nice fact-checking. I'll close now, because I can't bear the thought of spending any more time on this mess. Horrendous with a capital horrendous. One ninja star from Amazon Hall of Fame Vine voice, Mm. Robert Beveridge. Freaky Links Who was a short-lived uh, horror for death. television show on Fox that starred Ethan Embry. Ooh, and at, uh, we're big fans of his. Tried to capitalize on both uh, the Blair Witch and the internet, smart, I believe. Smart, two yeah. things that were very popular at the yeah. time. Show did not do well, mate. How do you get to be a Hall of Fame Vine voice if you're talking about different movies from different decades that have nothing to do with each other under fucking a Steven Seagal marked for death fucking page? Sounds to me like Hall he's of fame a Hall fucking of Fame nothing. dipshit. Amazon's gone downhill fucking Bezos. I hope you're in the poorhouse by the end of the year, pal. He, he's, he, I thought he quit Amazon. Oh, yeah, he's going to space. It's, oh, it's pretty cool. cool. Good for him. Yeah. Matt, I got one more ninja star review from somebody who did watch the right movie mm. here and did know what the fuck he was talking about this is a one ninja Sometimes star review accidentally rush wrong movie from a letterboxd user named luke f who says marked for death more like bored to death whoa one bullet well i was gonna call him mark f off one but ninja star well played sir luke f He's Luke F. Cool. Either way, he's wrong, but... Yeah, Cut to the chase. I yeah. couldn't find anybody who had any valid reasons why they didn't like Marked for Death. Yeah. All the fucking one to star reviews were written by clear idiots. Yeah, and virgins. Let's finally get to some people who make sense. I got a five-star review here from <laughs> IMDB user Philip Verburst. Oh, Philip Glass. Philip he wrote Verburst. the music for Candyman. By far one of Fat Boy's best. Wow. People, come to your senses. This is Steven Seagal here. His first four films I see as a group of four. I kind of agree with that. Uh, yeah. This is by far the sense. best of the bunch, in my opinion. Super well edited. Moves along at a perfect pace. The characters are all very colorful. Have you heard anything about the Jamaican posse after Stevie took them out? No, of course not. He took them out single-handedly took out a menace that was messing up the good old USA, mm-hmm. then comes Under Siege. It's pretty obvious it's his quote-unquote best film by far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turned my nose up at it initially at the video store. Hmm. New hairdo, military crap, etc. Hmm. Hmm. Got it on a freebie from a friend. Too lazy to ever return movies on time to the store. I got it back on time. Rented movies for 20 plus years. Returned movies late twice. Natural disasters responsible. 
old Stevie got too oh. cocky for the Warner Brothers executives to handle, oh. and the rest is history. He posed through his next several movies. They just wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. I think he had a nine-picture deal with Warner. Wow. Who was his agent? Himself. Went straight to DVD after that. And the rest, as they say, is history. He appears to have a complete disdain, not only for his critics, who never liked him anyway, but also for his fans. Mm. People who enjoy his straight-to-DVD stuff. I don't know. What planet have they, in fact, flown in from? Yeah. It's pretty obvious the Asian mob has their claws deep into this flesh. Whoa. Seems drugged most of the time to me. Self-induced? I'd rather watch a pro football game. Seems more real. Just a sign of the times, I guess. When the crap he puts out now passes for quote-unquote entertainment, it must be another sign of quote-unquote the end times. He used to crank out one okay movie per year. Now they might as well be episodes of some bad TV show. Same route John Wayne took, Eastwood, etc. Wow. Five Ninja Stars from IMDb user Philip Verburst, who had a lot of thoughts about a lot of things going on there. Is he saying never mind? A couple of them about marked for death, I guess. Yeah, is he saying never mind free Britney? We need to start a free Steven free campaign. Free Steven, I think. He thinks he's drugged yeah. up. That's a, sounds like they're fucking. Forced to make movies like a he's good got some man. Some sort of 64 movie deal. Before ah. him to crank him out. Do you think he would have let himself get in that sort of shape if he wasn't completely under somebody's thrall, man? Hell no. He knows what he's doing. My final five Ninja Star review, shockingly, is not from Baby Oil and Blow official film career. Ivo Cobra. Ivo Cobra 8. Oh, man. Nor his pseudonym Nightmare on Elm Street fan. We Where we were are. you on this one, Ivo Cobra? Man, I needed you here. Yeah. You know, like the Seagal man? I was forced to pull out a five Ninja Star review from Letterboxd user Ross Boyask. Oh. Who says... Still unbelievably violent and racist. It's gorgeous. Five ninja stars. Wow. From Letterbox user Ross Boyask, who knows what he likes. Wow. Likes what he knows. Meadow. Yeah. Brings it to you, my man. Yeah. What's your final thoughts? Your ninja star rating? Marked for death. How's it rank in the Steven Seagal fucking filmography? Nate, this movie is all pomp and no circumstance. Wow. It uh but in a good way. Mm. We need none. Okay, good. The yeah. story good to hear it. is uh is it's just a tag along right. for watching Seagal fuck some people up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even do a whole lot of like Chinese magic shit no, in this either. No Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees, no. any of these. He's just like, How about I kill some people? Mm-hmm. They're like, but you're a cop. And he's like, what if I decide to not be yeah. a cop? And they're like, that's a pretty good idea, Steve. Bare bones. I'm not even going to yeah. stunt at a different ethnicity in this one. Something uh, my wife kept pointing out is that she doesn't see a lot of Jamaicans in Chicago anymore. And I mm-hmm. said, yeah, yeah, you can thank one person for that. But they got ran out of town. Yeah, by Johnny Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Also, <sighs> it's because they all live in the suburbs. This movie it, well, established yeah, that. Yeah. This movie is aggressive with its violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it's... it's uh, driving down sidewalks and mm-hmm. its titties mm-hmm. and its drugs. Yeah. I loved it. Cool. I know it's cool. not great, mm-hmm. but I know it's far from awful. Far from awful. It's got the boobies. It's got explosions. It's got shoot 'em ups and it's an hour and a half long. Nate. Oh yeah. I can't go any lower 
than three and a half ninja three stars and on a this half one. Ninja stars for fucking marked for death. Mm-hmm. It's a strong wow. one. Wow. I enjoyed it. Wow. Uh, I got to echo everything you said. I think maybe this is my second favorite Seagal after okay. Under Siege. No, maybe. I've got to count Under Siege 2 Dark Territory as well. Yeah. So outside of the Under Siege franchise, right. I think maybe Marked for Death is right. my second. Oh, man. Hard to Kill also really good. Ooh. Really good. I don't know. I don't know. Top tier Seagal, though. You can't go wrong with his first uh, four movies for sure. Starts out a little capital B basic with like uh, meetings between drug dealers right. and like family parties, but then it gets super fucking weird, which yeah. I enjoy. I love all the voodoo shit that amounts to nothing. Fucking love him breaking people's bones and joints. I yep. love random titties, all, all the things you said. I would point out though, pretty competently directed, weirdly, like uh, not flashy, but like all the action scenes, pretty well done. Yeah. Good fight choreography and the editing during them. There's even good use of handheld cam mm-hmm, in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, not very expected. I wouldn't have thought of that marked for death as, yeah. as I was remembering it. Uh, kind of waste Keith David. He doesn't really get anything to yeah. do. Even though he's tagging along for the entire thing. Would have liked a villain who uh, talked a little bit less mm. and did a little bit more because I couldn't understand a word he said. Keith David really would have thrived in a Tommy Lee Jones and mm-hmm. Rolling Thunder mm-hmm. kind of yeah, role. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. wanted more from him, but very entertaining. 93 minutes, got no complaints. I'm at a solid three ninja stars for this one. Nice. So right, right there around where you nice. are. That's sweet Fucking spot. Check it out. Check this shit out, man. Yeah, you got to. You got to. That's smart for death. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta look forward to what we're doing next next week. Is what what you gotta do. Oh As baby, action movie Mount Rushmore thing rolls. What along. could it be? We've done our Schwarzenegger. We've done our Seagal. It's only two left. We gotta move on to our JCVD man, and oh, we gotta move on yeah. to one of the most gimmicky and an awesome way movies fucking JCVD ever did. Oh boy, I got a question for you, man. What's better than a movie with one Jean Claude in it? Uh, you stumped me. Two fucking John Claudes, oh, no man. Way. We're watching oh. fucking double oh, impacts. Jesus. Twin John Claudes fucking going head to head next week. <sighs> I hope they're not triplets. I'll tell you that much. That'd be too much to handle. I see what you did there. <laughs> Come see what we do there on Baby Oil and Blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're. They tear your dreams apart And every new town Just seems to bring you down Trying to find peace of mind Can break your heart It's a
There's, there's an old Zen story of two monks that were walking across the bridge. And the junior monk said to his teacher, he said, what is the Buddha nature? And the older monk picked him up and threw him in the water. You know?